Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 183. I wanted to kick this off 2021 with a good bang. I mean, I can't wait. Um, I was supposed to have him on for a while, but you know what? From all the stuff that's going on, I really wanted to have uh, this special guest on. And uh, this guy, has a, he's very, very positive, down to earth, super cool. And man, I must say, he made this bombest uh, soup for me and Mega Man had mocos. I'm crying. Uh, he brought some beers. I mean, my guest for today is Chris Drisco, aka the Drisco Kid. Drisco, what's up, man? Oh, what's going on? Thank you very much. Very honored to be here. Excited. And man, this was a long awaited. Yeah, yeah. It's, man, we're supposed to uh, have you on and uh with our schedules. It just wasn't working. Correct. But, but we made it work. Absolutely, for sure. And it happened to be the day. One of the couple of days after Christmas. I know. Now, how you been going? What's been, what's been going on with you? Um, things have been going good. Just you know, I'm just glad that we're able to have um, time with family. Of course, we set we had the the, the distance, mm -hmm. the masks, and I was able for the first year in my entire life, I was able to afford presents for every single family member. I bet you that's hard. Oh, dude, it was hard, but it felt good to do it, and I made sure all the presents were very special to me. Because I knew they would be special to them. And trust me, man, it tugged on my heart, dude. It was good. Man, I mean, this, this, uh, now that we're in January, uh, for 2020, man, it was, that was a fucked up year. Yes, it was. This was a huge kick in the balls. I mean, the, the first, the first thing that happened that, like, when Kobe passed away, is like, it just went downhill after that. Yeah, it was, uh, the going by, uh, Kobe, and right now we're actually drinking. Attitudes Brewery, uh, 24. Double hazy, the uh, the you know memories of a Kobe Bryant. Absolutely, keeping the mamba. that mamba mentality. Mm -hmm. So, slingshotting back to that, I know that, that the moment that we lost Kobe, I think that was just like a turning point, and everything was in a tailspin after that. Yes, you know, and it was just pretty crazy, man. Yeah, it's just uh, all this COVID stuff. I mean, the George Floyd that happened. It just man, it was like enough was enough. Then this COVID happened, and it just. It really brought the whole country into like the economy shut down. Yeah, it shut down big time. It had like a iron, uh, iron clad fist on a lot of stuff. Um, I know that there were, at least from my observation, they were ascertaining first you don't you don't have to wear a mask, then you have to wear a mask, then they had to try and I think arbitrarily say what's essential, what's not essential. Mm -hmm. Working to make a living is essential. You know, so I'm just trying to fight off because as we go and continuing, we'll talk more about the um, the the restaurant industry and how badly the the wound is. It's so deep. It's it's hitting the bone marrow. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of the stuff. Um, a lot of my friends' places, uh, you know, they closed down. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're moving out of the state. Everyone's all moving to Texas, mm -hmm. Georgia, Florida. I mean, a lot just whatever they can open up because you know it's just they were. Because I guess in a way, certain businesses spend so much money to make these patios and yeah. all, and get the new guidelines and the window, plastic windows to have everything ready. They were good. Then all of a sudden, three, three days after, we're going to shut it down. Yeah, it just really doesn't make sense because you're putting yourself in the same arbitrary position of danger, going to Walmart, going to the gas station. Going anywhere, you know, we're all at danger. But if we had just administer 
the safety guidelines, six feet, you know, social distance, masks on. I mean, what am I mask? I put, I spray a little bit of oil of uh, lavender because lavender is antimicrobial, antibacteria, and oh, antifungal. Wow. Yeah, so I just put a little bit and it kills everything. You, you can even put a little bit on your beard, you know, like just spray a little bit. Just like put lavender? Your beard. Yeah, lavender oil. Lavender oil is, yeah, look at huh. that, man, yeah. You know, and there's another thing. They don't really, ex they're not explaining the importance of building your immune system. That should be on the, st that should be on the front lines. Hey everybody, you know what? Sprouts, Whole Foods, any mom and pop vitamin shop should be running out of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they should be making so much just by buying uh, Echinacea Golden Seal, Elderberry, Sambuco, you know, Kombucha, er everything. You know, so that's just something I did not appreciate because it wasn't pushed. So it was just it was just difficult for me to, to note that because if you have the if I have the knowledge of that I I can't not unthink about that you know mm -hmm. so yeah yeah um, at my store you know pe it, people just been getting COVID left and right and I'm like fuck I'm a central worker and I'm like well what's the option and it's like well our company is very strict because there's been some shady stuff at my job where people pretend to have COVID so they can stay home and get paid by the company. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that stuff's like, well, if you wow. get COVID outside of work, that's on your one shot. We'll pay for it. But if you get COVID inside of our job, then, you know, of course, we're going to pay for you to stay home. Yeah, yeah. People have to be quarantined and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But, you know, from everyone's gathering from Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year's and stuff like that. That's where the right the COVID rises, you mm -hmm. know, of, of stuff's going on, you know. Yeah. You know, I was actually in a quarantine with my former wife. We were both hanging out and she ended up getting tested for being positive, but ended up being a false positive. And that was a lot of stuff going on. How so? What do you mean? That was a false positive. Uh -huh. And uh, because she got, another, she got another test and it came out negative. Weird. And then I had a test and then mine came out negative. Mine came out negative first uh -huh. before hers. So we were just like, what the heck? What's going on? And then I, I missed an appointment. I was physically not there. And then I get a email oh you tested positive i call i'm like hey hello i'm all, i didn't even there i wasn't even there I, I wasn't not even physically there how can i i you know i need to do a retest i did a retest i'm like here i'm physically here and yeah it just came out negative again damn man that's just i don't know manipulation i don't know it could be a, a mistake i'm just gonna put it in as a mistake or uh, a confusion in um, paperwork because people make mistakes. Yeah. I'm not um, trying to feed the fire of conspiracies. Hey, you know, like a couple months back, I think somewhere, I think it was in July or I think August, I had the COVID and I was, I was out of work for a month. You know, I could, I was sick. I almost died. I'm not just exaggerating. I almost died because it, 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 cause usually if I get sick, oh, I can just get better in a couple of days. But I got sick and it, it lasted for a while, for about a week or two. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, it just really, it really hit me like a ton of brick. <laughs> Look at just go get us that smell. I love it. That's that Aerolodge, that sanitize, uh, sanitizer uh, spray. I just, I love it, you know? It smells it good. It smells really good. Sorry, but this is brought to you by our Aerolodge ISO in search of clean hands. I, know. I like that. It smells pretty good. And the bottle is really nice. Don't worry, we'll take a photo of it in the post. Mm -hmm. It's a really mm -hmm. nice bottle. That's what attracted me. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, they have beers over there and they, they uh, make sanitizers. Aerolodge is in the city of uh, Almani? West, uh, West Covina. West Covina. Man, West that's Covina. right by my house. Yeah. 
good beer. You got good beers, and there's another one. I forgot what brewery, but uh, they make some bomb ass beers. But uh, you know, we're drinking this uh, Attitudes Brewery, man. When I had this beer, it's like a double hazy. I mean, you you cannot beat those those types of beers. No, not at all. And we got the grand finale. Yeah, Saint Bernardus at twelve. I have never. I seen it, but I never had it. This is a Trappist beer. It is amazing. I first found out about that when I worked at Whole Foods back in 2000, 2005. Mm-hmm. No, 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 2006. 2006. That's when I really got a lot of knowledge about everything. You, worked, you was, worked at Whole Foods? Yeah, I worked at Whole Foods. I was in, oh. Oh, yeah, I worked at Whole Foods, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I worked in, um, first I started in produce, uh-huh. went to seafood, went to the meat department, and then whole body, because that's where I used to do when I was working at Herbie's in Whittier. Uh-huh. And then after, I decided just to go to prepared foods, learn how to make the food and everything. And uh-huh. I still got the, the recipe books from all that, but they're all not good. You know, they're all played out. And back then, it was really good. You know, it was really nice. I liked it. It was cool. But I experienced reverse racism over at uh, Whole Foods. Really? And, and it's kind of funny. I say reverse racism. It's just kind of put a little humor I felt that I got fired because I wasn't gay and I didn't have any tattoos. Interesting. <laughs> right? Oh, they wanted you to be a hipster. Yeah. Well, I, could, I, I mean, I went to their parties and everything. It was cool, sociable and everything. But They just told you, that, hey, come in the office. We're going to let you go. No, no, no. I'm just trying to just, you know. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no I got, uh, well, I got a work injury. Um, I, I, I stretched out my ACL because wearing shoes for cruise and I was on the non-slip mats. Mm-hmm. And I had to hurry up and multitask. I had to get pizza. I had to make a sandwich. So my whole body turned 180 degrees, except for my right leg and my left leg. And my ACL just stretched. It's worse than a tear. Oh it stretched. God. So everything was just like cracking. It still cracks. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, I tried to go back to work and they found any little thing to do. And I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, that was entrapment. Yeah, I hate when, like, your work, like, oh, we want notes or this. It's like, well, what can I do, you know? It's just, you know, it's just like, hey, I, I can't do anything. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll say this. I have nothing against John Mackey because at the time I met John Mackey, it was really, really cool. The CEO? Yeah, yeah. I think he was on Joe Rogan. Really? Someone, the CEO of, uh, of Whole Foods, was, he was on Joe Rogan. What the what? You know, I haven't, I haven't heard a lot of Joe Rogan's stuff. It's not that I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's just that his stuff goes for hours. Well, I kind of I want to nitpick at certain things, but I, he had an, uh, a couple of days ago, he had these two people from L.A. who were talking about the small business and the restaurants for shutting down. It's really? Like, oh, yeah, a lot of corruption, a lot of shady stuff was going on with Gavin Newsom. You know, oh, yeah. like, hey, people, I guess in a way, a lot of restaurants and people are suing Gavin Newsom, you know, for shutting down. Like, hey, we, we went through the guidelines. We did all the stuff that you want us to do from outside, you know, but there's no evidence of people getting COVID. So why don't you open the places back up? You know what? I'm just going to shoot this out of the cannon here. I don't know how valid it will be, but it seems to me that there's um, there's other hands in the bucket. Where you have Silicon Valley, all the tech geeks out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it started in San Francisco. And I think they're utilizing this as a cloak. Because let's see who buys out these these places that are going out of business. Let's see who it is. Let's see if they were affected. Because obviously they're not affected. So you got all these little Google spiders going into the restaurants that are no longer there. And seeing exactly, you know. I'm just, I'm just interest, interested to see who's going to buy these 
new establishments from previously hardworking Americans. That's what I wanted to. I mean, there's so much into social media. Because there's strategy behind everything. No matter what, whatever, even if it's natural, unnatural, there's something strategic behind it. There's something organized. You have the whole conspiracy or, or what was revealed of the, um, the uh, controversy of Enron. Everything. Oh, yeah. Enron was a big thing. And where were all the records kept? The World Trade Center. And then what happened on September 11th, 2001? They, they crashed. Yeah. And, 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 and the only thing that wasn't damaged was one of the passengers' ticket and ID. Uh-huh. Everything else was destroyed, but just one little paper. And also, there was an investigation at the Pentagon about the Treasury Department. Um, and a lot of the files were in that World Trade Center, too. I'm so. telling you, man. I mean, you know, you know, it's first of all, bravo. They, got, they pulled it off. You know, you got to give it to them. Because conspiracy theories are not, um, or conspiracy theorists are not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I respect that, you know, it's just saying, you know what, no matter what the powers that be are painting the picture that they want other people to perceive. And it's those people who are tricked by trends that are just keeping it alive. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, like, but I don't mean, I'm not trying to entertain too much about that. Do you, do you think in a way with a lot of these small businesses and all of California shutting down, people are moving out, you think in a way the state and the federal or in Cali be like, man, we're saving a lot of money. You know? Of course, that this goes back to the strategy factor. You know, I do believe that this is strategic in nature and we do not have the capability or I don't have the capability of putting my consciousness on a very high level in the political area, area to get a bird's eye view of how strategic this is. It's like um, that one game, strategy. Yes. You know, with the whole red, red coat, blue coat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like that. And I know that what's doing its job is the propaganda model. It's the um, in- intelligence manipulation that's going on. It's the uneducated that's being educated in the wrong direction. Um, I understand that there's moderates, conservatives, Democrats, liberals, all this other stuff. I honestly think all that is way... Uh, unimportant. I think it's unimportant because it's removing simple common sense observations. And I just think that's doing more damage. So, yeah, just a lot of people are moving and, uh, you know, it's just, it just really sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I know that are moving, they're moving out. Um, they're moving to Oregon. I mean, shit. I mean, I don't know. I guess see. I mean, I, I mean, I can't move right now, but I have to move my consciousness and my mindset in a different direction. Mm. Move, physically still be here, but mentally move out of this compartmentalization, the narrative that's going on. If you don't feed it, it's not going to live. And I think the reason why this has gone too far is because people fed into it. And if they didn't feed into it, and if they didn't um, just eat everything up and regurgitate everything rather than do independent research, independent mm. research is important. Yeah, You know, doing your own uh, you know, research is better than you. Oh, hey, why are you verbatimly speaking about stuff that you that I saw on MSNBC? Like, where's your research? You know, it's like that that Goodwill Hunting 
uh, scene. Oh when, yeah, with the guy who's like, oh, you got that from a book. You yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then how he was quoting another book, and he joins in, and he's because he, he was says, plagiarizing. He played. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of people that plagiarize a bunch of shit. You, you know, and even I'm even uh, disappointed with uh, KCRW and Democracy Now. Uh-huh. What happened with that? I, I just. Strategy means there's a pocket, a big pocket. Uh-huh. And that means that there's people being paid out of that big pocket. And if you're being paid to project something, and <laughs> you're paid to paint a wall a particular color, then they're going to do it. So I just think that there's a, lo- there's a lot of payments going on right now. And, and it's almost like in a way they're hiding stuff that they don't want to talk about. It could be something completely different. It could be something like, say, for instance, there was the Israeli... Um, Israeli area defense that says that the Galactic Federation, like other aliens, um, people from other uh, ex- existence from other interstellar locations, want to have uh, introduction with us here. But have you, have you read about that, right? I read. I, I got to look into it. But I heard some stuff yes, about it. Yes, dude. I mean, it's it's been on the internet, and I'm just like, okay. So what's really going on here? I think if something like that were to happen, everything would have to be rebooted. Because this system, the way we're living, is going to have to change. Oh, yeah. It's going to have to change because we're being like, what? Like, hold on real quick. We're being woke. Yeah, we're, we're, yes, woke. And it's like, it's like no longer, uh, it's like, hey, mom, I'm going to go to Cancun. Hey, I'm going to go to uh, the planet uh, uh, Zarka, you know, uh, Z- the planet Rulos in the Kaleem Galaxy. <laughs> I'll be back in three months, you know? I'm going to go to planet Zars like the movie Dudes in my car. <laughs> <laughs> There's a party in the Crab Lipica. So like that was like, okay, like whatever, take us with you. Yeah. Or yeah. like, remember that back in the day when it's like, we were young? There was a code and they all committed suicide. Yeah, Heaven's Gate. Yes. Yeah, Heaven's Gate. I just saw a, a documentary about it. It's creepy. Yeah, dude. But just imagine if they're really there. Just imagine if they're there and their bodies, their shells are here. Just remember, we're physical people. We love physical pleasure. So when the physical body dies, we're like, oh, that's it. Oh, they, no, you know what I mean? No, we don't. We're not no longer trained. You do a little DMT. Try a little ayahuasca. Do a couple of shrooms. Go and exercise that muscle, that that extra third eye, because we're all third eye blind. Oh my god! You know, there's so many things that are just coming out from social media. I just got done watching last night, uh, Social Dilemma. I watched it again. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, that, that's a that's a very nicely put together. Because whatever your phone does, it reads you when you're sleeping what you think. Like, oh hey, for example, I, I like cats, and boom, all these cats. Oh hey, I like podcasts. Boom, all these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. They're hearing what you're. What it's almost like. Hearing Social Dilemma, but also watching the movie Snowden. Yeah, and that's also a good one, dude. I'm, I'm barely starting that right now. That's I'm, a little creepy. It's, it's for, of course it is. You know, they can just read everything, what goes on your Facebook, and know your family and your research. It's like, you know. Well, see, that's why I'm very careful in my research. In my research, I do it certain differently. What I do is I understand that, okay... If one is in an honest journey to search for truth, you have to remain indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. I mean, study everything. If you're raised Christian, you might have a problem with that because you're think you're 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 raised thinking that's the ultimate truth. And actually it's the farthest thing from it, you know, because there's aspects of truth that you have to deal with when it comes to um Say, for instance, a Tower of Babel. Yes. In the, the, the story where... With different languages. The word, yeah. We were all one language of one mind, hive mind. And there was going to be nothing to stop us. That's why the essence of dispersed us, where it was once Pangea. Now there's different continents, different languages. Sorry. 
So these, <laughs> so these different languages are still speaking the same language, mm-hmm. just in their own version of the language. Mm-hmm. You have a diamond that has multiple facets. You have one single diamond with like hundreds of facets. Just because we fail to perceive the facet that's on the, on the north end side of it, doesn't mean that our perspective of it isn't this, it, it, it's all the same diamond. It's all just, if you really look at it, especially some linguists, uh, the, the, a lot of linguists, Chomsky, I've studied Chomsky and his linguistic structures, the sound pattern of English, language of mind. It's crazy, dude. Like we're able to compartmentalize air and shape them into words where we're able to understand them. To me, I think that's a crazy phenomenon within the human, human to human experience. So what you're trying to say is that little by little, it's getting back to how it was. We're all coming together as one. I think the new that the lessons being relearned. Because remember, nothing's new under the sun. Uh, we we somehow the human psyche is going through a cosmic rebirth, and I believe right now what's going on is we're experiencing the birth pains. I think the the COVID is a reset. It's resetting us. We're no longer paying attention to sports. Mm, yes. We're no longer paying attention to entertainment. Yes. We're no longer paying attention to all of the things that were making us deviate from understanding who we are in the inner code of our own consciousness. That is You know true. what I mean? That's so we're true. not so we're no longer being at the whim of the collective, being completely like red pills, being in the matrix, falling for the illusion, where we're now able to go in and check or do our own in, inner checks and balances. Who am I? There's a lot. There's dude. This is the, uh, an awakening. You know, we did, we're now in the the age of Aquarius after um, after December twenty first. You know, so there's a lot of things that are happening. I think individual, an individual journey of self discovery, self love, self observation is key. You know, because it, it it sets us on our own individual control path, and in doing so, you're going to meet other sojourners there, and that's when it's dope. That's when you have these ne- these other um, forms of awakening. The '60s, you know, the hippie generation, yes. Woodstock, um, you know. In the '90s, you had the rave scene, Moon Tribe. You know, everything was. I think now is a different awakening, but this awakening is not letting go of human responsibility. In fact, I think it's 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 adhering to individual responsibility. Throw your trash away. Eat good food. Don't support, you know, because fast food places is the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? The reason why they survive is because we patronize them. If we educate people on how deadly that food is. I'm right, so, so shot back to me when I was working at home. Hey, foods. man, I, made, I had to make rib last night. You know what? <laughs> you know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with the little desire, you know, and less, you know, but just control it. Don't let it control you. That's what I say. Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's like today I was like, I'm going to go jack about get the ultimate bacon cheeseburger, but I have to control myself. It's like, is it worth it? Do you want to die early? I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, because it's, it, trust me, I'm like that too on the way to work. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, because oh, Jack in the Box is everything all day, every day. Oh my God. And that, that bacon ultimate cheeseburger, dude. Oh, I mean. With extra ketchup, with curly fries, with the ranch sauce. You cannot beat that ranch sauce anywhere. Strawberry shake, bro. Oh, I have, you know, not really. Uh, no, or but, cookies. No cookies. <laughs> 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 no, I, mean, I mean, in and of itself, if there is no education in the development of this new cycle of human awakening, we will lose ourselves because we are putting faith in people 
that are like being looked at as famous, like like stars. You know, Gavin Newsom's not a star. He's not a star. He his his responsibility is to take care of his people. Mm-hmm. You know, and to govern the people of California, not to be a hey, we're going to stop this, we're going to stop that. Do you think he's on a power trip? I would say that's this is a textbook power trip that he's on. And remember, his aunt is Pelosi. Yeah. You know, so we got to look at the pedigree of a lot of these people. And I'm not, look, if he was here right now, I would have a beer with him and talk to him man to man and say, hey, what the fuck's going on? Like, what's going on? Like, hey, you know, I'm going to look at his pockets. Is his pockets, you know, all, all like puffy? Like, hey, if there's money in there, where's it coming from? You know, where's this money coming from? Is it coming federal, from, is, baby. No, is it coming from, is it coming from uh, uh, Silicon Valley? That's is it coming? Yeah. Is it coming from Gates? You know what I mean? These are all logical, observational approaches. You know, I'm not trying to throw the ball out of the out, out, out of bounds here. I'm, I'm, when I'm throwing the ball and I'm quarterbacking that shit, look, if there's an opening, I'm going to throw out. I'm going to go for the Hail Mary. And if not, things are strong, you know, and the line's tough, hey, run the ball. Boom. You know what I mean? Make it happen. Damn. Yeah, dude. Man, there's so much stuff going on, man. It's just... I just want to get out of this. I want, I, I'm tired of wearing a fucking mask. I'm, I'm tired here. because I, I suffocate. I suffocate wearing a mask. And My, this is for the record. I suffocate wearing a mask. And anyone... Okay, wear a mask all day. Wear a mask when you're sleeping. If you're going to wear a mask all day, wear it when you're sleeping. Wear it when you're taking a shower. Wear it when you're taking a shit. We are not born to wear masks. You can't wear a mask if you're having sex either. No, that will slow down your cardio. How, how are you going to go down on her? <laughs> That'd be one rough dental dam. <laughs> hey, I was gonna ask you because where you're at, because you're kind of by Whittier, right? <clears throat> so uh, by Whittier, I'm consider. Oh, I, I have two places. I have one 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 place in Whittier and one place in La Puente. La Puente. I've been going there a lot now because there's a lot of cre- well, I don't know. It, well, hey, let it out. It, let it it's out. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, you know. But there's a lot of haunted stuff over there. Yes, there is. There's a canyon, a, a urban legend canyon. Uh, tur- Turbo Canyon. Turbo Canyon. Yes, there's yeah, there, there's a lot of heavy, heavy gravitas in that in that canyon. The plane crash, uh, the orphanage. Uh, there was a well, orphanage place around that area back in the day. It's the midget colony. The midget colony. You've never heard of the midget colony? No. Oh, it was heavy, bro. What happened? All right, this was witnessed by a few of my friends and a few, actually five of my friends. Mm-hmm. We're up there. We were just smoking, smoking regular herb, and this was back when I was in high school. What time was this? This was in the wee hours of the of the morning, like going from from midnight to about two o'clock. In Shut the up! Yes, bro. This was before cell phones were there. Where we were able to capture moments. You know, none of us had a camera. What you know, the fuck? it was all visually observed and accepted because we all saw the same thing. We saw a nice, but worn out. Uh, building like a nice mansion uh-huh. with white it was all white but it was dirty because of the the, the, From the, the soil by the canyon in the canyon what yeah, was well, it isolated there, no, no there's houses all over okay okay in Turbo Canyon there's houses that are alongside but you go off into the um, the like the nomad trails where you have that um, the swing that goes in and everything like Dude, trust me, man. It's been a while because we were we went. I went to Lucerna High School. Yeah, and that's when we were there. And we we're all, you know, we parked in like a nice little. Like, it's it's kind of like a pullover spot 
Like, you know, when, when cars move to have, or, or where big rigs or trucks pull aside and have the regular cars that are passing. Yeah. Well, we stopped by there and I was observing this like white little, I mean, I appeared to be a mansion, but it was a three story and it was a balcony and I saw small people coming into the balcony and, and like looking, like looking at us. Small people? Midgets or like small people. I don't know if, I'm sorry, please forgive me just for the record. Like little men. Hobbits. Let's just say hobbits. Okay. okay. Hobbits are accepted because hobbits are small people. So I saw a bunch of like hobbits and then we were talking and I'm like, look, the numbers of hobbits grow. It was first two, then we looked again, it was four. Then we're like, as we were gaining other people's attention, the numbers grew of how many hobbits were there. And then there was this tall, a taller guy that looked like the butler, like the guy that was taking care of all these people. And like, he was just staring at us for like 15 minutes. And we're like, we were all looking at each other like, what the heck's going on? Moving our eyes away from where they were coming from. And then when we looked, none of the hobbits were there. Only that one tall, giant, like, butler guy. He almost looked like the butler from Adam's family. Wow, fuck. Is it still there still? I have no idea. I haven't been there. I haven't been there. Actually, that was the last time I was there. Fuck. And this was like over 25 years ago. Man, because I heard there's, everything's been popping up now. They said there's UFO sightings. They said there's a, there was a lot of uh, the, uh, bones of kids left there. Because back in the day, there used to be an orphanage place around that area. And a lot of the orphanage kids would be gone. And they would kidnap them and sacrifice them. Because they used to do devil worshipping there. But yeah. And yeah, they had, yeah. had some KKK there. A lot of this weird stuff. They even talked about this. That there was portals to hell in there. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised, bro. I'm going to be surprised. We have... We have a, put it this way, you got people believing in Santa Claus, you got people believing in religion, stuff like that. I mean, they got Christians believing in Jesus. I'm just utilizing this as yes. an example of the belief system of the average human being. Uh -huh. Those belief systems are used as anchors to anchor them into their faith, to make them not lose their minds. I understand that. That's perfect. I, I accept it. But there's other realities. There's other parallel existences that exist. And this world is a hub. I think this world is a halfway point or, or a system that's physical. We live in a physical system. Um, right now, as far as we're concerned during our recent studies with uh, um, CERN, with uh, Hadron Collider, we're now discovering that we have multiple existences, parallel existences. And I really believe in parallel existences because it compensates free will. Because free will has to give birth to parallel existences because everything has to exist in potential form. Mm -hmm. There has to be a, 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 a reality where, oh, sorry, Mega Man, I can't make it to this podcast today. I'm hungover. You know, I can't make it. You know, that has to be just knowing that that has to exist as a potential. It has to be available in a potential reality to tap into. There's different realities for for choices, because have you ever heard the the the, the, the um, phrase "You change your mind, you change your destiny." Yeah, I heard once or twice. Yeah. So when you when a person changes their mind, they do change their destiny. They change the the friends that they hang around with. 
their frequency of consciousness is either sharpened, dulled, or whatnot, depending on what decisions they make. So slingshotting back to the hauntings and the UFOs and the gateways to other portals, they have to exist. They have to exist because if they, if they didn't, the world would be very boring. You know, and I don't want to live in a boring world. I guess in a way we have to be on our toes. Literally, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. We've got to put our boots on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing, you know, just doing a lot of research on history, a lot of urban legends of, of cities, and, you know, and everything, you know, uh, find out well, somewhere in Whittier there's a park that was an Indian burial ground. Like, yes, I live, well, I live right down the street from that. Yes. Oh, what's the name of the park? <laughs> Dead Man's Park. Yeah, that's the one where they, they put a park or houses around They're, there. They put a park. And a lot and of houses around there. And that's where a lot of the... Uh, and it's an Indian burial ground. That's, In, Indians of the Quakers removed. And I see pictures of orbs. Nothing but orbs. It's like orbs, orbs. It's just everywhere. It's like people swinging and, you know, dark shadows, demons, demonic. It's like, it's creepy as fuck. You know what? People need to realize that these worlds exist. I mean, you got the jinn. The jinn are... are um, Told to be made of fire, you know, elementals, mm -hmm. you know, and, and plus this, I mean, this goes into um, a lot of Kabbalistic, Sufi and um, Egyptian um, ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out that if these, if these things are in fact real systems, real civilizations, we have to really understand like there's... Obviously, the succubus. Remember the succubus? That oh, comes. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's people, um, entities that come in and they, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, there's valid sources. You go to koshertorah.com, who's my rabbi, Rabbi Ariel Bartzadok. He has written documents and proof and cases that's happened. You know, he's on Ancient Aliens. His name is Rabbi Ariel Bartzadok. Mm -hmm. I've been his student for a long time, been, been his student since 2005. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. Dude, I, 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 you just cannot not uh, think about this. I mean, it happens. You know, this stuff's real. Yeah, it's just, man. It's like people are like, no, it's not real. It's like, well, gee, if Bob Lazar said he saw an alien in Area 51, do, do we believe him? Because he's the only person that we know he saw an alien. Well, well, <laughs> well let's review. Let's, 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 let's look at the, the whole Let's get panel. into it. You have ancient writings. Yes. And as you go from the... The matrix of everything, you have different shades that go on and go forth. You have the Torah, which is a very sacred book. You have a, the Quran. That's another sacred book. Then you have the writings of the Second Testament, mm -hmm. which they claim from the book of Matthew all the way to Revelation is the final it's the final it's the end but then again you have the joseph smith um you know latter-day saints the book of mormon yes so wh why don't we not look at that because if it's a new revelation or if it's a new system why aren't we not looking at that or or different systems of different people you know i know that there's i mean the hindu tradition is a lot older you know, Sans Way Sanskrit old. was considered to be the first written language, you know, mm -hmm. and there's so much, there's so much stuff, but I see, and this slingshots back to the Tower of Babel. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, we have all this stuff here. And in, in recorded history, things are just, I don't know. It's, it's so crazy because not one answer is going to be the same for everything. That's why I always like to look and encourage people to do their own research, do their own fact checks. Because if, you're, if you don't have that discernmentship, and I'm not talking about discernmentship just arbitrarily. You have to have a cultured form of discernmentship. Yes. Because if you don't, then you're not really going to know because you could be easily persuaded. Like, oh, I did my research. But did you do your research? to double check his or her research. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like playing chess with somebody. You know, when you play chess, it's your mind against theirs. It's like, it's like if you lecture me about something, what you said, but I, I want to fact check it to make sure only you said it, but you didn't plagiarize from someone else. Correct. And, here, and here's, here's my dividing line. When it comes to discussion, when we're out, say for instance, before the COVID, yes. we're having beers, we're having discussions. There's two discussions that the that can take place. There's the person that's the speaker that speaks because he, he studies, he's doing this, he wants to show off his intellectual cock. All right, so he's showing off his intellectual cock, but for what purpose? What is he trying to do? Is he trying to use scripture to get into, get into a girl's pants? I think that's punishable by death, to be quite honest. <laughs> Using the word of God to get into a girl's pants, I mean, those men deserve to die. Damn. Serious, because you do not do that. You use the word of God to heal people and to put them on the right track. Those were called false prophets. False prophets. False prophets. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's people that want to educate. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to educate. Well, hey, you know what? If you don't mind, I would love to share with you what I've studied. You know, I don't want to speak in absolutes because the younger generation and certain young categories of and I'm going to say this, the liberal lunacy on the younger app. The millennials. The liberal lunacy. They think that they know it all. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it. Okay. If you really look at it, there's certain liberals that are like, hey, I agree with you. Come on. These guys like, but there needs to be someone. There's no liaison. Who's the liberal liaison out there? Who's the, you know, like there's, there's no leaders out there and there needs to be a leader. So having said that, when, when, we, when we're talking it's the, it's the way to educate somebody to say, hey, you know what? Like, say, for instance, if I'm talking to somebody and someone says, hey, man, what, what is that? You know, I would like to know more. Well, hey, you know, I don't want to speak in absolutes because what I have to say isn't really an absolute. But they're, they're little nuggets and morsels to feed, your, to feed you intellectually. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't go by my, what I say. Start your own journey of self-discovery. Don't just take my word for it. LeBar Burton Reading Rainbow, yes. Just quoting Reading Rainbow. Man, man, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> that's, that, that's that black guy from uh, Star Trek, huh? Yeah, LeVar Burton, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? I, every time I would, when I look at that, those uh, videos now, this guy, why is this guy wearing a bandana as a handkerchief, dude, on his neck? The ascot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, gay. No, no, but, but, but some shot back to it. <laughs> I mean, in and of itself, the number one thing that I see that is the real virus is the lack of educating people, the lack of education and the acceptance of fear. People have accepted this fear more than anything, anything has ever been, mm-hmm. you know, and they're projecting fear and fear, fear and fear and fear and fear. What does God say? You know, he didn't give you the spirit of fear. You know what I mean? The spirit of fear is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And then what you got, um, uh, gosh, 
dang it. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank, but it was John F. Kennedy. Please correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Yes. Okay. So, and also the Muad'Dib, the Kwisak Satirak, fear is the mind killer. You know, that's from Dune, Frank Herbert. Oh man, that's a good movie. That's, yes, dude. The Kwisak Satirak, the Muad'Dib, fear is the mind killer. And we can't allow it to kill our minds, man. Rise up, rise man, up. Man, man, when I was little, we used to watch that movie, man. I used to be like, I wish I could ride that monster. Right, that freaking worm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, want the, I, want, I, want, I want to have blue eyes, too. Right, yeah, hey, dude. Hey, man, I'm, I'm reading that book right now. That book is intense. Oh, I went to a comic store right here in Long Beach, and there, there's chapters. I mean, like, books about that thick. Yes, there's also. I didn't the, know it was the, like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. But you, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get here, out of every story that we're talking about, out of every question that we're that I'm being asked, there's a common denominator that's in everything. What can I do as an individual to make things better? What kind of mental static that this person's going to or are going through that I've been through that can help them out? If we don't, if we don't somehow calculate these things our french our, our friends or friendships or anything that we're dealing with with other people mm -hmm. we could really do a lot of damage if we do not understand where it is they're coming from because a lot of people don't communicate what they're going through exactly i've been telling people people are not getting to know each other mm -hmm. and people are going to make assumptions well i heard driscoll's this i heard megan man's this Take the time to get to know each other and also communicate. Absolutely. If you, if you want to know me, give me a call. You know, DM me or DM me. But that's the thing. That's the, that's the whole council culture side effect. Oh my God. And that's not right. You can't, you can't erase somebody's existence because you, with the pain in your ass, can't deal with certain factual information. So they block you. So they ignore you. They don't want to deal with it. Well, I've had a lot of, I have a lot of followers that, that drop me because of certain things, but. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I have integrity, bro. I'm not going to compromise it for anybody. Look, if someone, look, I'm not saying I know everything. The moment, like I said, this numerous times in my, in my podcast, I say the minute that I think I know everything is the second that I know nothing. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at that. It's about understanding and I think the ultimate goal for us as humans is to find out who our brother's keeper is or who our sister is or who our wife is. Understanding that that is the real mystery and enigma that we got to solve, you know, and it's not just about seeing, you know, how much money we make or how much fame we got or how much um, clout we have. I just think yeah. simple and, and in and of itself. Just knowing that someone could tell you, hey, I love you. That's fucking amazing. I'm just, just still trying to understand when you said that. I, am I my brother's keeper? I'm trying to understand the movie uh, New Jack City with Wesley Stice. Am I my brother's keeper? And oh, Wesley hey, Stice. that's a dark version of it. But and there's still application of that principle. Exactly. Nonetheless. Yeah. 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 Hey, but you know what? <laughs> Speaking about brother's keeper. <laughs> oh, snap. You have Kane. Who's about to sacrifice Abel. Mm -hmm. And there's a dialogue between the essence of and Cain. He says, sin is knocking on your door. Master it. 
to me, that's probably one of the most mind-blowing scriptures I could ever... Because in the beginning, in Bereshit, or in Genesis, if that matter, mm -hmm. that's the unfolding of the tape. It's an archetypal way of understanding human consciousness. You know, when the first sin or the first um, action of doing something wrong, you know, it's, it's, it's inner consciousness. It's first meditated. It first comes out up here. And... Um, to, I think we talked about this briefly and it could be wrong. How much time do we have before we go on a first break? You want, you want to take a break right now? I could, I could finish this real quick. Yeah, finish it. Yeah, okay. finish it. Yeah, we, we're right. good. We got like, we have another, what, 20 minutes? Perfect, perfect. Okay, so what I'm trying to get to and people who are listening to this, um, you know, later on, um, please take this serious because this is very important information. Mm -hmm. What we really need to do is understand who we are as individuals. If we don't know who we are as an individual, knowing our purpose, knowing what it is we can offer the world or we can offer to our brothers and sisters, our friends, whatever relationship we have, mm -hmm. until we come up to that realization, we are in a very volatile state. A volatile state because we can be easily influenced and be diverted to another way of living without really anchoring ourselves to who we are as an individual. Yes. And that's very dangerous. And that's what we see throughout all the young adolescents easily being prov uh, provoked to doing drugs, going to gangs, going to prostitution, going to do all kinds of stuff because of that moral compass is in a tailspin, spinning around and around and not finding its true north. Mm -hmm. And having said that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing something right. Yeah, one thing I admire about the atheist is the atheist is doing two of the number one things that God or the essence of says. Don't have any graven images and don't have any other gods before me. Mm. The atheist is a lot more closer to God than the truest believers out there. Really? Yes. Because, you know, you know, you have Christians that think there's a God with a beard out there. You know, he has a physical form. He has no physical form. I'd rather call it it than anything, you know, because it's beyond, beyond the beyond. It's beyond our human comprehension. So the atheists, I think, they're not far from the truth. And those who apply the golden rule, they're a little bit more ahead mm -hmm. because they know how to treat people. They know how to not, you know, oh, you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell. They don't do that. They just... Give you, you know, they'll, they'll just, you know, I pay you no never mind. You know what I mean? I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do me and you do you. Because the atheist somehow is, first they start off as horny virgins. They're horny <laughs> virgins at the beginning of their, of their They're you know, curious. They're, they're very curious. And then when they, <laughs> and then when they find out that they have a good valid point, because I'm not, the only difference is, is they, there's a sense of servitude. I believe that being a servant is a very high-ranking place for a human. Okay. Being a servant. Serving those who are either lower or higher than you. Nullifying your will for the will of others. Mm -hmm. There's certain people that I know that are atheists that do the exact same thing. We're like, hey, bro, what's going on here? Come on, come on in. So I'm liking that, you know, and, and we talk and we talk about religion and he accepts it. It's, you know, and it's really cool. His, his name's Edgar. And we talk about it and it's like, dude, there's no, and, and, you know, and where it comes down to is that 
People have their own level of consciousness at their given time because that's where their that's where their growth spurt is at. I'm not saying that the growth spurt is at a flat line, but they have to either learn more life lessons to make them come to a different uh, a level of awareness of their either their mortality, their spirituality, and in doing so, brings them to a different state of mind, a different level of consciousness, where they're now sensitive to seeing a bird land and drink water from a pond and, 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 and eat bread from people that are, that are feeding them in Central Park in, in New York. Yeah. You know, that there's just so much beauty in just the mundane where we're so blown away by special effects and CGI where we, we pay no never mind to it and that's what sucks. Yeah. If you notice that Mega Man's kind of like, how come Mega Man's not talking? Because I'm listening to Driscoll Kid because Driscoll Kid is blowing my mind because I'm just listening to all these knowledge and facts what he's coming out of his mouth i'm like it's like wow dude <laughs> hey dude it's 43 years of being on this earth bro dude man i'm telling you you got i i don't want to just die and be like well what did i fucking learn from this earth i i, I don't want to go out like that earth is a classroom earth is a classroom earth is a spaceship earth is it's a living ground you know like i say people need to understand what species of trees are outside my doorstep? What star constellations are above my head when I go to sleep? There's ancient technology that's here, but it's desolate. It's not practiced anymore. We have to go to the grocery store to buy meat. If people knew that there's death associated to our food, we'd have more reverence. And that is the word of the day, reverence. reverence. People need to have reverence, especially when they drink. Have reverence when you drink. Try not to get drunk. I try not to get drunk, you know, I, I, and even when I'm doing my edibles, I do my edibles only because it's something I found that's able to help me sleep and, and, and not be all angst out. Because you have a balance. You have to find balance. You have to find, uh, in, in the Tanya, they call it the, the Bainani, the, the, the intermediate man. I get it. Um, when I used to have an alcohol problem. When I got my two DUIs, I had my I was on reality check. Uh -huh. But I don't drink I don't drink wine and I don't drink liquor no more. Never, never. I want to drink craft beers, but I know my limit. If I'm a little buzz, yeah. But you know what? From this COVID, I'm good because yeah. you know I get to stay home and drink without getting a DUI. Correct. And also, I know my balance and everything. But when you're talking about from this COVID, um, before we take a break. I think with this right now, people are finding themselves. It's mm -hmm. like, man, I need to find myself. I thought I found myself, but it looks like I have a lot of soul searching to dig to. And that's where people are expressing the way they feel or they find new things that they never thought they were. Correct. Fine tuning. Yes. Fine tuning. And that's what I feel like. That's where I feel like I need some more fine tuning. And this is where, okay, what did I do wrong in 2020? And what am I going to do right for 2021? From all the experiences that you and I, we had from all this COVID, all this, this stuff that we went on in 2020, what can we do to better ourselves so we won't be like that in 2020, that we were going to start off new for 2021? Correct. Well, well, let's, let's hope for that. Let's make sure that, that we strive for the best and everything that you're saying right now is going to lead towards our second half, which is going to be... Oh, big time. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's, it's on my heart to talk about relationships. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm down because I, I want to talk about the, uh, and relationships, depression, anxieties, like mental health. You absolutely. Because we have a lot of good people that we know who are battling and struggling to yep, all that absolutely. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, 
We're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Woo-woo. All right, and we are back. Um, I gave Trisco Kid another beer, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer. Uh, Touch of Crunch? Touch of Crunch, you know. Uh, I'm telling you, that beer, I, you can get you a little buzz. Try it. I want you to try it first. I got you a new glass. Here we go. We're going to do this live, y'all. Live, y'all. <laughs> Oh, look oh, at that color. And you're going to smell it, too. Before you drink it, smell the aroma. It's, man, it's so good. Am I going to be tempted to put milk in here? I was tempted to put some Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereals in there. <laughs> smell it, man. It smells good. Oh, my God. <whistles> Dude. If my lips had hands, they'd be clapping. <laughs> it's good, huh? It's great, bro. I saved that for you. I had like two, four packs. I got one more can. I'm going to save it for Drisco. Dude, we put these bad boys away like bad. This is bats. nothing, dude. I got more beers in the fridge, dude. Looks like we're going to extend my stay. Yeah, we, we might have to do it. Right on. Fire the first pick, buddy. Fire the first pick. Okay. How did you get the name Drisco Kid? I got the name the Drisco Kid because I had a friend and still is a friend. His name is Julian, and um, his father is uh, Alani Jordan of War, hmm. and they sang the uh, the Cisco Kid. Is a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and we walked in with my friend Anthony at the time before we were going to a rave. They were doing a little practice run, and you know they might not remember it, but I remember it clear as day because I was just like, "What?" And plus, I didn't really think about it, you know, like. They always just call me Driscoll. But until I was um, making my screen name for who I was on Instagram, I said, wait a minute. That's a perfect opportune time to utilize the handle the Driscoll Kid. So that's exactly what I did. I did the Driscoll Kid instead of the Driscoll Kid was a friend of mine is the Driscoll kid is a friend of mine because I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know everyone knows how you got the name Driscoll kid because people are telling me who the Driscoll kid, how do you get the name Driscoll? What does oh, oh, it mean? Oh, and my last name is Driscoll. Yeah. Because he said, this is my friend, Chris Driscoll. Chris Driscoll. And he's like, Driscoll? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, bring, 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 bring. you know what I mean? So yeah. Like that. So it was cool. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I remember a while back, you know, um, when I was hearing Deuce from LA's podcast, Sergio, you were a guest on that. Yes. I was like, okay, I like this episode because, I mean, Sergio, if you're hearing you, step your game up, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was bringing the who's who's of the East LA people around your area yeah. of like guests on the podcast. And I was like, when I heard your episode, I was like, I like this guy. And that's I started following you. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, it was a very... It, I, I, the first podcast I was ever on was with Fiddy. Fidel. Yes. It was the very first podcast Talking I again was podcast. ever on. Yep. Get, shout out. We got fucked up that night. Well, that <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. With that bomb-ass menu, though. You know, next time, don't drink before you do the podcast. Right. And we did a doubleheader that day. Yeah, dude. I, I was... The menu, though, I, I brought my whole... We were done with all the beers. Dude, we did that. We 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 were all those beers were Dunsdown, Washington by the forty fifth minute. You know the weird thing about I about uh, talking again podcast. He wants to do a live first, then start the podcast. That's what I was like. Well, I'm a little too fucked up to do the. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Yeah, I was so buzzed I could communicate with the bees, dude. <laughs> I was just like, what the what, dude? But that Manudo kind of 
was like the balance. Yes, dude. And I was just like, what? With the bata too? Yeah, man. After that, after going to the podcast, we went to go eat at a restaurant. Yes, we went to go eat at a pescador, dude. Oh, that was, my And that was God. before the COVID. Oh, my God. I don't know what. I was so drunk with like, is that Driscoll kid backing on that waitress? Like, damn. Yeah, well, no, no. Because I've known her from going there from previous. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> it would just magnify it a little bit more. But this freaking touch of crunch is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's, and that's, how, that's how I started beginning to hear and uh you grew up in where like i was i was raised okay i was born in monterey park okay. born in uh garfield hospital i was raised in monterey park down the street off of garfield and hillman mm-hmm. and i went to inez kindergarten and uh, elementary and then also at the same time maneuvering from the maravilla projects because that's where my grandma lived right gotcha. there off of brooklyn and midnick mm-hmm and um, I was a skateboarder growing up, so I would always skate right there in, by the rock. Did you say Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn is what they call now Caesar, Caesar Chavez. Chavez. That's yes. what I was saying because I remember it's like Brooklyn. It's like I remember someone heard the name. Oh, I, live, I used to live on Brooklyn. Like, huh? Yeah, the, Brooklyn. yeah, those who were alive where Brooklyn was dominant, they're going to call it Brooklyn. Okay. If those that are born after Brooklyn was translated into Caesar, Caesar Chavez – they're gonna say Caesar Chavez. So that whole, that whole, that whole. Yeah, from East all... from East LA College, from Atlantic, all the way down. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's what they considered uh, Brooklyn. That was Brooklyn. That was Brooklyn Avenue. Because the reason why the reason why I brought that up, uh, I heard Felipe Esparza say, like, "Man, back in the day, you know, people who lived in Brooklyn were like proud to be from Brooklyn Avenue, Brooklyn Boulevard." And then when they changed it, it was like, "What the heck's going on?" Yeah, I mean, yeah, no matter what, and that's what I'm saying. I, I still call it Brooklyn, and that's no disrespect to Cesar Chavez. It's just that that's the essence of where I came from. And now, having said that, it's starting to make me realize, okay, so now I understand that this is a, a percentage of pride that I have living off of Brooklyn and Midnick. Mm. So now it's putting me in a different category of thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just caught myself thinking... That I'm more prideful of calling Brooklyn, despite the fact that it's been upgraded to Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute, this is this is a real life lesson here. Mm-hmm. So I should now say I lived off of Cesar Chavez, formerly known as Brooklyn Avenue. Okay, let's yeah. get that for the record. Lesson was discovered. Lesson is found. Okay. I All like right. That. I, I like, like Brooklyn. Yeah, I hey, like that. That takes a little self observation in real time to make that yeah. assessment. Yeah, because I was just thinking like Brooklyn. I was like I never yes. heard the name Brooklyn, but that's what you say, Brooklyn. Yeah, for the sake of communication and 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 stuff like that, talking about, I said yes. I lived I lived on Cesar Chavez, formerly known as Brooklyn Avenue and Midnick mm-hmm. in the Maravilla Projects. Yeah, I, I noticed that a lot of East LA people are very proud. Yeah. Proud to be from East LA. No, no, I know. Hey, absolutely. That you know what? Back in the day, which driving through East LA right now, you don't smell the frijoles de olla, the chorizo. Like you, you, you back in the seventies and the eighties, when you drove through East LA, you ate at houses. Back then, you you I mean yes, of course you go to you know Lupe's, you go to you know um, King Taco, you go to all that stuff. But back then. You went to neighbors' houses. Those doors were never locked. In fact, they were always open. When I lived in, when I was visiting my grandma in the Maravilla projects, 
I ate everywhere. Everywhere. We went throughout all the projects and had frijoles de olla, birria, menudo, pasole. That's, that's, that's where I had my freaking... The mom and pop places. In their own homes. In their own homes. Like, yes. And, and, and I'm telling you, man. And even my, my, uh, my former wife, Linda, she would go in and she lived off of Lorena. And she would just go into all her neighbor's... Uh, just little, little pint-sized little girl just going in, going in the refrigerator, and then like the abuelito would be, oh, hey, Linda, oh, here you go, boom, 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 you know, like, here's some, some, some bun, you know. Should here. we just walk into neighbor's house? We would always do that. What? You, you never did that? No. Oh, dude, everyone did. Everyone. We'll get beat up over no, the no, moment. No. I don't know how it is in East Los. No, it, it, it's not like, I mean, we were kids, you know, so we were, you know, like, everybody fed everybody, dude. No one went hungry back then. Wow. No one went hungry. This is all new to me right here. Oh, dude. Hey, man, this is epic stuff, dude. And I would have my skateboard and I'd go down the hill from Floral. Like, there's a big old massive hill, dude. And I eat gravel pie so much. Oh, dude. Skin, chipped tooth, everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many stories of people who I had on the podcast. You know, hopefully I'll get to have Sarah and Steven from Sarah's Market. Oh, you need to. You need to. Absolutely. Just for the record, Steve and Sarah, sh- be on this podcast. <laughs> I like going. I haven't been. I haven't been over there for a couple months. But if I do, um, I gotta go pick up some beers or or just try just help out. You yeah. Know? No. No. Because they always have pop ups, and that's when um, the first pop up they have, which I went to, was uh, I want to try the barbecue. A's barbecue. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Alan. Yeah, yeah, Alan. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to get him on the podcast. Alan was so. You know, <laughs> I know. I was supposed to have. I'm supposed to have him. We'll, we'll do it. It's good, huh? Dude, that's some really good stuff, bro. It's good. It's Hold good. on, let's see how good it is. Yep, it's a whistler. It's a whistler. Yeah, when you whenever you take a nice good drink or you take a good shot, like right away, like say for instance, you take a drink. Yep. There you go. You blow darted the poisonous dart into the yeah. It's a, it's okay, but that beer is good. But man, it's like with East LA. I mean, you guys are so prideful. So. After that, um, you went, what, what, uh, what high school did you go to? Uh, okay, now this is where it gets really thick here. Oh, shit. Okay, so I moved to Whittier in, I believe, 80, 80, 84 or 83. Because we were still going back and forth throughout all this. Mm-hmm. So I moved and I went to Orchardell. Orchardell Wildcats. It was probably the best elementary school in the existence of all the universe. Because we did everything there. We made kites. We churned butter. We square danced. We had a lucky tray day. We played the best kickball, baseball, and kickball, basketball. Kickball? Oh, man. I did you play kickball, baseball? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, with the big old ball. You hit the ball. Yeah. I, I well, not the red ball. We did the, the orange ball. And it was a Route 16 orange ball. And it was a very weathered ball that was there since the 70s. Okay. And every time we had new shoes, what did we do? See how far we kicked that freaking ball. And there was this guy named Brian McKendrick. (laughs) Mother, mother would kick the ball all the way over the fence that went into the kindergarten domain. And the kindergartners were just like bowing down like, oh. Like like the Ewoks when they first found out the (laughs) secret reveal. Dude, and he would, and we would be like, what the what? Like, dude, because when you had your new pair of shoes, you want to see how far you could kick that basketball. 
-hmm. or the bar, whatever it is, you know? So I went to Orchardell and I had some really cool friends still to I start a tool. I still talk to this day. This is strong. Dang. It's strong, huh? Yeah, I can't catch my words. Okay. Can't catch my weights. Uh-huh. So um, I had a very good friend, Arthur Rodriguez, who is a decorative naval personnel who's been in the White House for the past couple of weeks, dude. Oh, wow. This guy has clout, dude. Like, he could take off. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go to Bahrain. I just drive. Take a fucking plane. You know, and just drive. And just He fly. flies too? He's a naval pilot. He can go anywhere he wants. Damn. Yeah. He's just, dude, he's, he's, he's duty, dude. Like he's, yeah. Uh, Chris Sanchez, his brother, uh, Anthony, you know, all kinds of people, dude. They're freaking dope, dude. And you know, I'll tell you what, man, if I could get Arthur Rodriguez on your podcast, damn. Let's do it, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. We do. We had, okay. He invited us over to New Year's, uh, New Year's, uh, 2017 or 18. I think it was seven, no, no, 15. He lived on the Yukon in San Diego, right across the street from the Petco Stadium. And he, gotcha. had, he had, all his neighbors had New Year's all over the world. So one floor would have one country and serve the food of that particular country. And we went up and we would have to take a shot of a particular country. And there was one place that had this shot called Malort. And oh my God, I, I would never forgive them. Malort is not something good. I don't even know. I can't even remember what it tasted like. But all I know is that when I took it, my brain, all the synapses fired up all the way back into my spine, all the way down to the tip of my tailbone. What is it? That's something that's not of God, dude. I don't even think it's of this world. It's not right. Is it chili or something? It's, no, it's, 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 it, it, it's tar. It's, uh... Huh. It's fermented, it's fermented maple syrup. I don't know what it is, dude. What the fuck? But I was so buzzed that my tongue had already pre-existing flavors that were on it. Mm -hmm. But when I took that Malort shot, I was just like, oh my God. And I'm surprised I didn't projectile vomit after. Oh, wow. Yeah. I kept it in because this is my friend Art mm -hmm. and he's a soldier and he's a Freaking mm -hmm. honored American. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do that. Just go kid. Ain't going to do nothing like that right now. <laughs> How was it like in high school back in the day? We, we, did you get into trouble, mischief, partying, going to house <sighs> did, parties? Did I? Hello, man. <laughs> Shit. In high school, I was uh, an unlicensed pharmacist. So I would sell herb, mushrooms, LSD, didn't get into selling coke or methamphetamine. That was ecstasy. No ecstasy. No, that was not available for us here. Mm -hmm. um, but mushrooms were. Oh wow. Yeah, mushrooms were. And let's see here. Chronological order is from nineteen ninety four. From ninety three ninety four, I was at Lucerna. From ninety five ninety six, I did two. I did a splice. I did a splice over at La Habra. Mm -hmm. and Whittier, Whittier High School. And then for the rest of, of the two, two and a, well, year, two halves, I went to Frontier High School and Cal High. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cal High. Yeah, just, I, I have some friends 
um, they go from the podcast. They always, always. I think someone went to Cal High. Always hear it's over at Whittier, right? Correct. Off of Mills. Mills yeah. and Highs. People always tell me about, you know, the over the Whittier people uh, back in the day, like the house parties were off the hook. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, definitely. I was part of a house party crew called Addiction. Addiction? Yeah, Addiction. But when I got older, the Addiction uh, people were, because the DJs back in the day were my buddy Elmer's uh, brother. AWOL one from the Shapeshifters and DJ Roach, who's a part of the Shapeshifters. And it was really cool. It was good. And a lot of people were from the LSD crew. Um, give a shout out to the LSD crew, the 573, Woodier in the House, Addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was cool, dude. And back in the day, my other cousin uh, from my uh, Uncle Guy, uh, Melissa Simital, they were from Class Act. And those chicks, they knew how to get down like, like punching other women in those. Oh, I was going to say dancers or some. No, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, the go-go dancers were awesome. I remember I got I got kind of booed off because uh, <laughs> there was these chicks dancing that I didn't really agree with. And I, I started yelling out, I can't believe it's not butter. And the DJ goes, what? Stop it right now. And I'm like, hello, it's Claudia. You know, and then like he looks, oh, wait, Claudia, please go down. Please. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? I can't believe it's not butter. Like, remember the the back of the day there was the yeah. commercial. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I was pretty good. I was on some good stuff, and I just said, "I can't believe it's not butter." To her, that girl. Dude, trust me, man. Things were happening. Things were falling out, and I said, "Hey, get down." You know, like. Move, 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 move. Was she doing some stuff? No, no, no. She was just moving, but there was extra. Oh, yeah. A little chubby, chubby. Little, little chunks. A little, little extra chunky, chunky. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and now there's nothing wrong with little chunks. But back then, I was just being stupid. Because, dude, I was skinnier than I am now. Oh, she was a Humpty Dumpty. No, she was, um, she was, uh, not a Humpty Dumpty. Because she wasn't, no, she wasn't bad at all. But back then, like, the, the pancita. Yeah. Like, there was extra lips around the, the innie. Oh. Yeah, like, where, where you couldn't see through. Oh. Like, there was, like, the dark essence. Oh. Where it was, like, whoa, why is it going that far? Oh. You should see it, like, right there within, like, oh. like half, half a second. Yeah, yeah, get up there. Yeah. <laughs> get up the stage. Get the fuck, get a Yankee. Get, get like, Apollo. Get, get that girl off. Yeah, like a, like the um, almighty Sarlacc on uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh my god, I, there were so many rays, man, I got so fucked up on LSD, ecstasy, like, just whatever, man, I mean, hooking up with girls left and right, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Really? Going Well, because when I used to live in Northern California, there's a whole whole bunch of raves. Well, yeah, you were probably there with Funky Techno Tribe, dude, with like, like DJ Dan up north, yeah. All that stuff, I mean, everything, we're going to Beria, we're going to the desert, to the forest, we're just like... Yeah, that's where it was at, dude. And, and and over here in LA, it was called Moon Tribe. Yeah, Moon Tribe. Moon Tribe was really really cool. Um, I would get a lot of flyers. Like, hey, hey this is a rave. You know, there's hits. It was like, let's go check it out. You know what? You know, back in the day, the events to go to. Um, uh, you know, I do know Pasquale. Pasquale. I mean, if you were to see me, I'd be like, hey, yeah, I remember you. Um, but the back in the in, in the days, it was Pasquale's event, Insomniac. You had family, and you had Moon Tribe. Moon Tribe was a desert rave that was predicated on the cycles of the moon. Okay. And that's where I felt more at home 
because the DJs that were there that were prominent was DJ Daniel, Brad, um, Paul Alkenford. Paul Alkenford was, you know, he was more, more European. He was more in the Europe sector, but he would come down and spin at particular events when he was a guest. Uh, I'm actually very good for, well, knowing Frankie Bones, Nigel Richards, Adam Max, Theo, Rondi Core, DJ Trance, Theo. DJ Trance? Yeah, DJ Trance. Jason Blakemore, the original DJ Trance oh, is wow. Jason Blakemore. Okay. Yeah, out of Huntington Beach. Fuck. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. Man, I miss those days, man. Those miss those. Those, those uh, days were awesome. Those days were, those days were unadulterated because we it was not only was it experimental, it gave rise to who we were as individual. It gave us an opportunity, like, hey, you know what? You're going through this. I was going through a lot of shit. And it gave me an opportunity to not only rediscover who I was, mm -hmm. it found out that I couldn't, that I wasn't able to process through the gang life, process through the drug life. Even though drugs were a, it was a conductor to uh, shift my consciousness to a different level of observation. Mm -hmm. And I will never take that back. The level of observation of where I'm at right now, I, w I don't want to lose that because... I'm thankful for that because I used reverence in my drug use back in the day. And I don't know if I, did I share this with you when someone accidentally gave me five hits of acid? No. Okay. No? No. Talk about that. All right. Okay. So we were at Techno State November 12th, Cat in the Hat, 1994. It was, Hat. it was REW, DJ Trance, and a two by four, which they actually created the um, untitled Mm -hmm. R.E.W. and Dita Trance Untitled. Mm -hmm. Rondi Corr was there, Demigod, uh, everyone. All, all of the, the, the usual suspects were there. Yeah. And I go to my friend Splat. I go, hey, man, what's going on, dude? I'm like, can we get a couple hits of acid? I'm like, uh, so I turn around to my friends and I go, hey, do you want one? You don't want one? You don't want one? So I say, hold on. So what does he see when I say hold on? I put my hand out and it says five fingers. So no one wants one, so I had five ones. So I said, here you go, man, boom. Right, here you go, open your mouth, open my mouth, boom, dude. I said, wait a minute. So I took it off immediately, I revealed, and it was like a stamp size of five hits of acid. As soon as point of contact was made, that's already administered into my system. So I started to like wig out a little bit, so I go outside, there was an outside little, because there was an airport hangar. Mm -hmm. So I go outside, I'm sitting under a tree, I go into a lotus position, and I start saying, whoever I owe my existence to, gotta protect me. Because when you're doing these uh, psychedelia, you're in another world. You're gonna go into another world, a world that you are not aware of, you're not you, familiar with. And you're not ready for and it. And you're you're, you are a stranger in a strange land. So having, having said that, um, I started to start almost immediately hallucinating. I started looking at the stars. The stars were like moving. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen The Last Starfighter when Alex Rogan was with Centauri? Hell yeah. And he's going through like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Going to yeah, Rylos, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. So I'm just like, what the what? That's a good movie. It's a great movie. They need to remake that. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I don't keep want it as is, keep it as is, keep it as is. Yeah, okay. I like it because he's like, we want to recruit you because of a a video game you played at the store, and they recruited him. That's and the old guy, he puts he puts something on, but it's like it's like a face, and it's a no, face. no, no. He takes it off, and he has his eyes on. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. Is all. It's Sanjay. It's Sanjay. Pita. You know what I mean? Like, that's when he's trying to get him. And then that's all. Guitar. Guitar, man. I love it, dude. I was great with that I want to watch that movie again. I got it on DVD, man. I'll send it to you, man. I'll mail oh, you one man. copy. Oh, man. So, what were we happened? So, 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 once I was having some hallucinations, like seeing everything, like, reverberate, I was looking up at the stars, and me looking up at the stars... A little bit of saliva went down the wrong pipe, so I started coughing violently, like you were with my media. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was coughing, coughing, and coughing. And then when I coughed, my sh- shoulder blade, my left shoulder blade, spiraled into a staircase. And I just get lost into the staircase. So now, um, I believe I should explain something, especially to the viewers, a little experiment. And then I'll continue. Okay. Can you picture, and people who are listening, a red Honda Accord? Any year, any type, any model. You could pick a sedan, you could pick a coupe, whatever. You could, right? Mm-hmm. You could picture it, right? Mm-hmm. But what eyes are you using to see it? What eyes are what? What eyes are you using to see it? It's not here. It's not in front of us. It's not in this room where we're at. But where, where are you seeing it? In my mind. Absolutely. And say, for instance, I want you to hear in your head, I am Mega Man. You can hear that, right? Oh, well, yeah, in my mind. Yeah. But you're not using your ears to hear it. Mm-mm. So we are now in a different world where senses are being sensed, but no actual physical organs are sensing them. It's all in the mind. It's the fifth dimension, bro. Mm-hmm. So having said that, I was, my mind's eye took the driver's seat. And in my mind's eye, I was in like a nice city, like a metropolis area. Mm-hmm. And I started to see and everything. And this was before the Matrix. This was 94. So I started seeing like ancient script, Hebrew, Sanskrit, whatever it was. And I had no idea what this was until after because I was just like, what the heck is that? And I studied a little bit before because of my dad, you know, being a theologian and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so once that happened, I just said, uh-uh, no way. Uh-uh. So I decided to like jump and like go into the sky. And you know when you swim, how you put your hands up to swim faster? Yeah. I went way up above into different galaxies, wormholes. And this is my illusion. This is my hallucination. Damn. This is what I was seeing. And it, and I heard the rumble in my ears. And I believe that rumble was like because my blood pressure was probably high as hell because of me being on these... Uh, on five hits of LSD. Oh. And um, I was still going, going through different wormholes, different, I was seeing different planets, different solar systems. And two, I was engulfed in immense blind light. Immense blind light where I started to stop and my body, and I was able, I mean, I felt like I was going into like a, um, a fetal position. And I heard a voice saying, you could go no further. And you know how an elevator loses its gravity or you just lose your stomach? Yeah. Dude, when I woke up, I snapped out of it. I sold myself. There was a girl with uh, sunflower pasties over her nipples and she goes up to me. 
where did you go? Apparently from their observation, I was moving back and forth like this. And in, in, in a way it was like I was davening, going back and forth, just moving and just mumbling stuff. And people were just like, what in the world? Like, like where'd you go? And this was, the sun was peeking through. See, I mean, it was badass, dude. You saw I saw the devil. No, he was never there. Fuck. He was never there. It was something where I was able to release a lot of stuff, dude. And trust me, back then I needed to release that. And I'm not saying, I'm not encouraging, but if you have the guts to go on that journey, I recommend doing it. Do it with the sitter. Have someone I, watch it. I want to do a, a ayahuasca. Well, ayahuasca is another different level. That's like connecting a bungee jump and connecting every roller coaster ride in the existence of all the world and then put a put a um a uh skydiving and then a space shuttle launch because so i always tell people this it's like why make it man why you went to ayahuasca i feel there's something inside me that needs to be let out I need to, there's, I have to do some more soul yep. searching. I, no, I agree because that's in every single one of us, dude. Mm -hmm. Mega Man, it's, it's in every single one of us to find that way out. It's, it's like, um, everyone wants to find that inner peace. Absolutely. And people can find it outside of this. I mean, just for the record, people can find it outside of ayahuasca. People can find it outside of LSD. People can find it outside of alcoholism. People can find it outside of normal, typical drug use. It has to be an individual deconstructing themselves. Like almost like, a, how can I say this? It's like dismantling, peeling the husk, you know, removing the clipot, removing the veils and, and revealing the light inside them. I remember uh, when I was single um, a couple months, I was with someone and she was doing some acid ecstasy um, you know, weed, whatever. And I got so fucked up. I was saying some weird shit. And she looked at me as like, why you mean I look for it? Like, I never heard a person talk like that. And say, did I say something bad? I said, no, it's really good. But I can never, for I forgot what I was talking about. But she felt, she, she said to me, I was in a trance for an hour or two talking about these Scientologist stuff, like this political stuff, like, this what world's going on? Like, is everything where, for her, it made sense? Like, you're right. Like, we were talking about earlier, it just came all together. Yeah, absolutely. All into one, into fruition. Yeah, and when, and when you're in tune to that, you project it. You mean, that's where I like, there where, where there's what I call moral transparency. Moral transparency is important when it comes to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And here's where I'm gonna go ahead and go into this category of discussion. Let's do it. Um, when it comes to relationships, you have um, a lot of different aspects of perception. And this perception is stemmed from a category of responsibility. Women, I honestly believe, are the real hunters out there. They're the ones- Makes sense. They're the ones that pick who they're sleeping with. Pick who their partners are. We fall for the illusion thinking that we are, but in actuality, they're luring like the, the bait hook on the grouper fish. You know what I mean? That has that little light eminence, you know, drawing you in. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, 
you're hers now. So I know that there's a lot of things that are going on right now. My perspective is that I do have a failed marriage under my belt. And I'm going to go ahead and put that for the record. Mm -hmm. I have a failed marriage. And that failed marriage is not fall into the category of acts of treachery. It goes into the acts of stuff that was beyond her control. Her losing her father, losing her grandmother, and there was really no anchor to keep us because those two anchors are no longer here. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Anger took over, uncertainties took over. You know, I moved out of my, well, we moved out of our apartment to move in, help with, with her mom. Things were hitting critical mass where I just said, hey, you know what? And I'll tell you, I threw, okay, I have lobster mushrooms. Lobster mushrooms are extremely expensive. I go, keep these breathing. Don't smother them. She smothered them and they got bad. And I said, I told you specifically, and I was not sensitive towards her area. She wasn't sensitive towards my observation. So I threw the bag of mushrooms, which is just as arbitrarily as throwing a bag of marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And she says, she caught, she caught it too. She caught it like, like a bullet, like Bruce Leroy, but with her hand. And she says, mom. I'm like, oh no. So we all decided saying, hey, you know what? Before it hits critical mass, in a diplomatic fashion, I'll tell you what, I'll move out, I'll find out, you know, I'll go, go to my parents. And within all that, there's a growth period. And everyone that's listening, we all need to find our own growth periods, our own growth spurts. Before this happens, admit where you fail and then move on where you could grow. Because... Like I said, it's hard and it's difficult because me moving and, and, and couch surfing, it was pretty difficult. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Because you're at the whim of the collective. You're a gypsy. And um, thankfully, my friend Jonathan, he um, opened up his house. and I'm still there right now. And it's just very difficult because me, I can't have a relationship right now at all. I mean, I'm not saying I'm lacking confidence. I'm just saying that I don't have my own place. I get it. Yeah, I've been through that stuff situation. Like when I was with someone and, um, you know, it was all good. But I guess in a way when she saw what was behind the curtain with the uh -huh. podcast. Yeah. With the DMs of the women. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do with it. No, you can't. You know, and, all, and there's even shady women who would try to DM and. Whoever like, hey, I don't want to see Mega Man happy. I want to go DM his lady. And I think looking back on it, I think that was I fucked up because I should never put her on that platform because she's not like that. She's very private. Uh -huh. And I should have never just said, hey, this is who she is. Follow her. And it just it fucked everything up. Now I realize, you know, if with relationship wise when it comes to social media it's very delicately oh absolutely it's very just, it's so delicate that you have to walk on eggshells i don't want to do that i it's hard to walk on eggshells if you're with someone and i think that in a way that's it makes it more harder for me to date women 
because of, you know, like, oh, I'm dating Driscoll Kid. Oh, I'm dating Mega Man. It's like, it's a platform. Like, can they be, are they okay with that social media? Are they cool if, like, is she okay if, like, hey, even though we're together, I'm just going to let you know, I get hit up by a lot of girls. Are you okay with that shit? All right, but some women are not like. You know what's so funny? I don't. I don't get any of that. At I'll all. get you some. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But one thing I do want to point out is that I've developed um, throughout my relationships. Uh, I, I've developed my own three principles, and I have shared this with you, mm-hmm. and I want to share this with with people now since this is our our first podcast starting off the new year. That maybe this could somehow implement these parameters and these self-awareness of where you need to stop and understand. And people, men and women, need to understand their, their, their boundaries. The moment you go and you pass your boundary with another person's privacy, you're in the red zone. I don't care. I like my privacy. And if there's an individual impeding and, 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 and stepping over and make, making me feel comfortable and claustrophobic... That's an automatic, like, like I'm done. I, 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 get, I get you. I get that point because now I'm feeling like that now where people want to get more deep with Mega Man. It's like, nah, I'll give you 20%. I'm not going to give you the, I'm not gonna no, give you gotta, the 40 yeah, you gotta, yeah, you got to protect your own inner sanctum. If you don't protect it, it's going to be overridden and they're going to capture the flag. Yeah. I want them to see what's on social media. I give the people, the audience, the listeners, whatever, 20%, uh-huh. but I'm not going to give them my full, my full 80. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Let's say, for instance, um, these are the three principles I've developed in my entire life. These are essential. Principle number one, know that emotions are real. You don't. Have them play with yours and don't play with theirs. Exactly. Principle number two, which is obvious, never put your heart where it hurts. It's like chewing gum without any flavor. There's no point to it. Why keep something that's not satisfactory? Why keep something in there? You know what I mean? Because like I know that there's a lot of friends who are like, hey, this guy or this girl, like, what? She doesn't give a shit about you. Stop it. Because there's an illusion, especially if... The you don't want to be in the middle. You, you don't want to be the middle person. No, no, no. You don't want to be the... You, gotcha. you don't want to be the net. In the that makes match. sense. That makes sense. It does. Dude, I'm telling you. It makes sense. Now, here's the last one. I'll Let's, tell you some stuff out there. Okay. This is the last one. This is the chunky horse pill that's hard to swallow. And that's this. The one who controls the relationship loves the least. I don't care what anyone says. And now, I'm not talking about... Because control and oh. responsibility... They're diametrically opposed to one another. If there's responsibility within respect and communication of knowing each other's responsible boundaries and responsible sections of where you guys are at, that's different. But when it says, like, hey, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to do that. Like when I was first asked by one of my uh, girlfriends at the time, she she said, can I go out with my friends? You want to know what my answer was? Who am I to tell you not to? Go out. You know, you're the one being tested, not me. Maybe she likes guys who are submissive. Well, you know what? The, the, those, the, those women don't know who, they don't know what being a woman's about then. Wow, the woman who, the person who controls it is, they love the least. Makes sense. Absolutely. No, for sure. Guaranteed. I mean, I would have, I would love to have any of your listeners write and, and prove to me otherwise. Fuck. I just, I learned something new today. 
I'm being serious. I'm being honest as a freaking snake bite on the shin and the hot day because in the Mojave. I, I, I can't because I, I'll tell you off air because I don't like because there's some there's a lot of cheese man on some of these followers. Oh really? Oh, but okay. uh, I don't mean to, I don't mean to restart. No 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 it's, I, I, it's okay. It's just that I was making an effort and doing everything I can, but I was getting least love from her from her back. Oh really? And I was like, fucking bitch. I was like, you know, you know what's so crazy is that my my former wife, so like, why don't you go ahead and just be with all kinds of girls? I'm like, why? She's testing you. No, but she knows me. That's the reason why. Because see, she knows me because I've known her all throughout high school, and she's seen me growing up and with girls, and knowing that I, there's a fine line that I do not pass. Yes. So she knows that that's already a, a, a hardwired system in my brain where I don't do that. And I'm like, why don't you do the same? Because she doesn't do the same either, you know? So it's just like, okay. I know. You know what I mean? So we're trying to figure out, I mean, in and of itself, when it comes to relationships, first and foremost, women have the power to harness a fetus in the area of foundation, in their womb. Mm -hmm. And they're able to bring a soul from the upper realms into this world of physicality. Earth. To me, that's mind-blowing, dude. I can't... I don't have any kids. And I would want one, but just knowing the deep implications of bringing one into this world, I want to make sure that I at least... Have the right person. Right. You know, and I know that there's many different, you know, mixed multitudes of everything. Trust me, I know I got friends that have babies' mamas. Trust me, I had a baby's mama come up to my, my door... Dresco, where the fuck's Rudy at? I'm like, he's Shut not up. here. You know, like, I guess she pinned where where he was at. He was there earlier, but he wasn't there now. Oh, let me in. And she goes in, let, let, I let her in, and she's like, where is he at? Where is he at? And this was before I was with my wife. What the and then fuck? she found out that no one was there. Oh, hey. What's up, Chris? What's going on? Starts like, I'm like, uh-uh, no, get the what fuck. What a freak. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. What a freak. Yes. And she did it on purpose. Oh, I, there was intentions in there, dude. I she, said, no. I said, what? uh-uh. I never had that before. That, well, I guess those are those implications that I've experienced. You were just like, what? I'm like, you just woke my ass up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I got work. I got to go to Whole Foods. She did this on purpose. Like, I want to make sure he's not here. Like, hey, what's Therefore, up? Therefore, yeah. Do you try to, you know, wow. see, sit down on the stem? I'm like, uh-uh. Ladies, whoever doing that, do that, uh, slide into Mega Man's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I mean, I mean the, the human drama is drawn to just this stickiness of, ah, uh, I mean, I, I get it, I understand, you know, I get it, I understand, but to me, that doesn't flow my boat, dude. I'd rather just be like, hey, you know what, this is, this is the line I'm drawing, this is where I'm at, you know, like, hey, I'm working, I'll cook, I can clean. Shit, I'm a chef and carpenter. I could do a lot of shit. The only thing I want, you know, a little back rub. Just, you know, a little back rub or make me dinner once. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that hard to ask. Oh, yeah. What am I, I'm, on my, I'm on my back massage. Yeah, dude. I want, I mean, I want some Chinese food. Right, right. I, I want some Mushu. <laughs> I want some Panda Express, whatever. Girl. No, but I'm sorry, man. I know that we're, we're going up because, dude, I know you, dude. And we're talking. We're going to get, we're right. comfortable now we're gonna, we're getting comfortable. Hey, 
save this right here. We're gonna take a break because now we're gonna get to some more deep. Yes, yeah, this was actual credit stuff. So <laughs> consider this a treat, guys. Treat, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good fucking beer. Um, hey, this is down the street. Yeah, right here. Trademarked right here on Anaheim yeah, and Long Beach Boulevard. There was some nice, sexy black bitches, bro. Oh, yeah. Really? I lost my virginity to a black bitch. Really? Good one, too. We're on the air, too. Dude, she reversed cowgirl me for the first time I've ever fought. Is that so awesome? Dude, I want, like, dude, somehow my innate, like, animal instincts, like, in the bowling ball, in the thumb. Hell yeah. And she looked back at me and she went, I just... Yeah. Cowgirl, and you have the little bowling ball, and that Dude, number two? Right there. She got like, what? Some black girls are freaks. They are all freaks. Super freaks. You ever had a bomb-ass BJ from a black bitch? One time. Dude, they double fist you like crazy. That scares me. I'm just like... It's like giving... It's like you, you're my giving, eyes were blue before. They came back brown. It's like you give me. It's like it's like it's like you're giving me like an Indian twist, Indian like twist. Oh no, shit. not with that slobber and the gobber day. Oh That's my god! Like, I'll tell you a story about a black girl, but I'll tell you off air because it's, it's fair, pretty graphic. I would be like, "What the fuck, nigga, man?" Hey, man, she was hey. really cool, dude. She was sexy. What was awesome. her name? I'm only gonna say one word. Okay. Marina. Marina. I thought it would be like Laquisha or something. Or Rashika. Rashika? Rashika Knowles. Rashika or Shanene. <laughs> Black girl, they're, hey, there's some super freaks out there. They're really awesome, dude. They're great. They're great people. I mean, I, I love it. I, I I'm, I'm actually, I've been, I've been, you know, swiping some, 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 some rights and some sisters. There, I dated a while back, oh, but she, it sucked, man. She was half black, half white, beautiful. But the only thing is, she moved uh, because she she got a she got a job in Maine. Ooh, Maine! That's on the way on the other side. She was hot. She was beautiful. The the one that got away. Oh my god! I was gonna that I butterfly I was gonna that, that that left the cage. Yeah, I thought I was gonna settle down, but man, that pussy was bomb, dude. Oh my god! I, I do fucking cartwheels on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's talk about like I noticed like what what made you start doing the IG lives. Oh, I'll tell you exactly. Um, doing the IG lives was based on me not losing my mind during the quarantine, mm -hmm. and I made like my own like assessments. How can I uplift this negativity? Mm. How can I change the structure of people's thinking? And I learned it through um, Richard Richard Parks the Third from Richard's famous food podcast, mm -hmm. Peak Lane. Anyways. He's the guy that helped team up and, and write the Gorilla Tacos cookbook. Okay. He's an awesome guy. Really, really cool. I owe, I owe him. I owe Richard Parks, Fidel, yourself, and also... Um, Me? Dude from LA. Me? Me? Yeah, absolutely. Aww, dude from, nobody. Dude from LA, you know. Mm -hmm. um, people that I've been a guest on kind of at least helped me understand, like, hey, wait a minute. These guys made me feel this way by allowing me to have their platform to give my story out there to share and to release my stress. Why can't I do the same thing to other people? And that's exactly what I did. Um, my first guest, I believe, was um, Alex Garcia and um, Alvia of Evil Cooks. 
Oh, yeah. They just had a baby. Yes, they did. Yes. And you know the weird thing about that? I had them on my episode and I told them, are you guys a couple? No, we're just partners. It's like, huh? Like, what do you mean partners? Like, like partners, like, like business partners. And they're like, no, we're just partners. Like boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, they I like the way they do that, though, because they're elusive. You know what I mean? I didn't get that. It's like, I get it, though. I get it because they're not wanting to use the typical, yeah, we're boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because there's pre-existing and um, pre-existing ideas. Maybe they might break up or make up or this, like whatever. Oh, no. These people are, no, they're not, they're not one of those to break up or anything. No. They're, there's something locked in. Like, it's locked in. Like, I guarantee you, like, I don't even see anything breaking them up at all. Yeah. Until, until the earth divides itself and he's on one side and she's on the other, that's the only way I could see them. I haven't divide. seen them in months because when I started going seeing them, they were making these bomb-ass breakfast, taco, breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been to the place where they have breakfast, uh, no, the, you know, make their tacos and all that stuff. Oh, you know what? That's what's funny because when I did the um, whole dude's, uh, Dude from L.A. podcast... We got breakfast burritos from there, and I had oysters from Lux Seafood. I had kumi ice from Lux Seafood. And okay. Oh, dude. You know what? Oysters are... Uh, it's good. It's oysters good. are just another... Zaphrodisiac, baby. Oh, man. I'm it telling you. Make your dick man. hard. It makes my heart hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you, how's Chewy doing? Uh, Chewy? I've, I've, been, I've been Chewy I've, from my scene. He's doing good. You know, he's... He's cool. But um, he's not, is he still at the same place or did he move? No, he's over actually across the street from my um, former wife's business. You know, um, what with, city? It's in, it's in LA. It's like right there in the, I, I could be wrong. Sorry, Chewy. I think it's the, not the garment district. It's before the Pinata district. Mm-hmm. It's just right past the row. Like right past the row, like past Alameda on 7th. Mm-hmm. It's about three. Oh, so he moved. Yeah, no, he moved. Yeah, yeah. He oh, moved. I was like, what? Oh, hey, man, that guy knows his stuff, dude. He came to my house one day, and he made my roommates, um, you know, yeah, he he made textbook lonches. I have to go visit him because, yeah, because I don't think, I tried to follow him because I, I, I did, I started a new page, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go visit him. You have to, man. He's such a... Um, I miss that guy. He, but he's a very sharp individual. Like, say, for instance, he's a knife that's... That's stationary. It's a knife that's there. The blade is always going to be facing that same direction. And it's up to you to approach him where that blade will not cut you. Mm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And, and it comes to individual responsibility because he's, he, he fired back. Because I tried to make plans with him and stuff like that. And he says, I don't know, man. You know it? Because that was because I was dealing with my anxieties and my depression. And I was kind of... Because I hold them in a high caliber of human expression where somehow my energy level I didn't feel was up to par with him. So I kind of, like, my battery depleted. And that was when we all saw each other over at the uh, Indy, uh, boot camp, at Indy Brewery. Indy Brewery, yeah. yeah. We're sitting at the table, yeah. Rocha, me, you. Yeah. Chewy, we're having a good time just drinking, just having a good time. Yeah, yeah. And I, just, I just didn't dude, like... you know what? I had the most mind-blowing anxiety attack that day, dude. That's right. I went to the restroom. Why? Because I just did, bro, for some reason. I don't know what it too was. Too many people? Not too many people. People I love. People I, I love to hang out. It's where my mind's at. Yeah. Do you remember when I went really quick? I had to I, go in? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. 
I had to go in there, take some deep breaths. And then there was this one girl that worked there that somehow says, hey, how's it going? The moment she gave me a hug is where I, boom. Or I went back to zero. I yeah. went back to center. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's one thing that I, I, I'm starting to realize is that. Let's talk about that. Well, okay. My, my depression and my anxiety stems from a lot of levels of uncertainties. Uncertainties with a lot with my mom. My mom is dealing with cancer, and um, I'm not going to say her name, but mm-hmm. her cancer is metastasized to her lungs. So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, we got to prep, preparation. Yes. You know, um, preparing for the inevitable is something that's crazy. It's like you got a court date, and you did a crime. Yeah. And you got a court date, and you're going to do some time. So you, you got to prepare you yourself. You got to prepare yourself. So I'm in preparation because there's a lot of people that I know that lost a lot of loved ones, especially before the holidays. I lost nine people. Dude, there's a lot of people. Six people from COVID and three people from suicides. You know what? There's a lot of stuff right now that I know that um, that's beyond our control as far as how they die. But what's in our control is how we celebrate their lives after that. And I know that it's very difficult because so much stuff that is going on is really derailing us and moving our equilibrium of how we once were to where it's teetering us on an unlevel flooring where we're losing our balance, you know? And it's crazy, bro. Um, I know that not one answer is the same for everything. And I always say that because I don't want to, catch myself speaking in absolutes. Mm-hmm. When you speak in absolutes, you are ruling out other categories of solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you're dealing with a problem, well, let's go ahead and let's yeah, let's fire it up this way. You have five different couples going through the same thing. The same situation. No matter what, you're going to have five different outcomes. Five different individually tailored solutions that are able to bring them to a category of not only understanding, but a capability, the capability of nullifying the problem and moving on to the next. Mm -hmm. So you can't take one answer, like say, for instance, from couple number one, two, three, and four Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is couple number one's. Uh, solution. Let's apply it and see if couple number two could do it. And I'm just like, okay, fine. You know what? That's okay. So if so, if couple number one came up with a solution, and couple number two declined the solution from couple number one, is because of particular reasons, because they're not specifically tailored towards the next individual, the next the next couple. And this is where, where it really, I don't know. Um, these situations that we're in are lessons for us to learn, adapt, and somehow master. Because if we master these situations, we're able to understand like, hey, you know what? I've been through this and I can see that you're going through that. Do you mind if I share, you, share with you my story? Where my story is at? How did this come about? Where is this stuff going? How can I be a better individual when it comes to me 
talking to the other individual. Yes. So that mean I mean it's it's crazy because when I first started these um, live uh, podcasts, it was it was for me to provide the platform for everyone to tell their story. And each story I've told and each story that's archived, there's so much just gold mine. There's a gold mine of so much stuff. Mm-hmm. You know the stuff that we've had. The stuff that I had with Alex and Alvia of um, Evil Cooks. Uh, just the one I did yesterday with Jan, Jan Yegev. I mean, he's the one that's doing the whole um, citizens lobby for people that are trying to um, make ends meet for people that work on the front of the house. You know what I mean? Like that's, a, that's, that's extremely important, you know? And people need to hone in on that because if the moment that we lose focus on those particular items, we lose who we are as people, the essence of who we are, you know? And that's one thing I'm really, really scared about because people can be so, you know, tricked by trends where they want to see the Kardashians. They want to see the Jersey Shore. That is not education. That is a blinding mechanism for progression. Progression in the right direction of knowing who we are as individuals and then moving forward. Because I'm telling you, this beer is good. I'm telling you, like, yeah. It's, when you start doing these IG lives, I was like, man, this is like, is Driscoll going to be into doing the podcast? Because I know you haven't started a podcast yet. No, I have not. But no. you're seasoned. That, like, you're in the minors for so long, but, like, you're ready for the majors. I'm no longer the A-League. You're not longer A-League. Hey, you're in the majors now. So it's like, when you start the podcast, it... You're seasoned. You got it. Okay, man. Well, you know what? Then I need to have you out here. Then why don't you be my first podcast guest? Let's do it. Because I have all kinds of equipment. I have no idea how to use it, bro. I'll, you, Dude, look what I'm doing right now. I'm doing uh, anger crazy. like that. We can do it like... What the what? Well, look at it. Look at it. If you kind of notice that we're doing a live right now. Oh, you swoop up. What's up, guys? How's it going? Keep it, keep it up. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And then, you know, people are going to look and... Uh, we're having beers. We're having a good time. But, dude, the, the depression is like I had a battle. Anxieties. Depression. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my family, my mom and dad, like, abandoning me. You know, I, I was homeless. Like, why would you do I at the do same? I can do a Go fuck yeah. Do it live, dude. Do a fucking live. I'm doing this because this is the last segment. You this know? is the last segment. Yeah, and you know, yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So pretty much like the stuff that I've been through is like I want to do whatever I can to help people who are going through situations that you've been through or I've been through is, you know, to help them out. Because I think people now that they need to have guidance, they're looking for hope, they're looking for, you know, answers, you know, and they're looking for us as platforms. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you get people who ask who DM you one, two, three o'clock in the morning Hey, Driscoll kid, I'm bound to depression. I'm going through some suicidal thoughts. Do you have any words? I just, I'm not having a good day. Can you help me out? I do you that know, shit you, every you, fucking you, you day. You know what? There's a lot of people, and for the sake of their privacy, of, of who they are as individuals, yes, bro. And, and having said that, I believe that we are responsible as conductors of material. Conductors of material as us being podcasters. We're responsible of what we project. What We're serving cookies to people. Yes. We can serve various different forms of cookies. Sugar-free, 
vegan, chocolate chip, butter pecan, my favorite. Oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal, oatmeal cookies. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so, so basically what we're doing is we are compartmentalizing who we are as individuals. Look, my anxieties, my stress, my everything, I'm still going through that. I'm finding my balance, dude, and ensuring that. But you know what? We're, we're, we're helping we, each other out with that now because from this COVID, everyone is going through some shit right now. Everyone is. Drinking, suicidal, depression, just everything. And I feel like now it's like, well, you can't ignore it. It's, it's, no. coming, out, it's coming out and it's coming out in fruition. And it's coming out our pores. Yes. From the sweat of this freaking Piccadillos that we're going through. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Hey, sorry, I'm doing a live. I'm already on a podcast. <laughs> Tom Bomb, go Hawks. Give me updates on the scores. Yeah. So that's where I feel like now, like, people have to help each other out from times like this. You know, I got people who DM me earlier today. Hey, Mega Man. Is there a way you can help me out? I'm going through some pressure. Can you give me some uplifting means Absolutely. or inspiration words yeah. or whatever? I can only do so much, but, you know, people look for us as leaders now. You know what? And I know that the people that we perceived as leaders went through the same thing that we're going through. The Hood Foodie just jumped in on where my feet and I believe on your feet as well. What's up, Hood Foodie? What's up? What's up? Um, 6'3", buddy. Nice. Okay, don't worry about it. We got this. We got this. Um, the Hawks game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just really want to get the hidden underlining across. We are all humans. We make mistakes. We are trying to do the best we can to live in the utmost of what we can. I want to give a shout out to the Hood Foodie. Yeah. You, yeah, um, Cali Girl Eats. Cali Girl Eats. She's actually done some pretty good stuff. Good stuff. She's a she's a little firecracker. She has too much energy. Too much, but she's too spunky. Yeah, yeah. Like I like. Let me borrow some energy. Like Profile Pod. Yeah, Profile Pod. Double A, double A, all day, every day. Um, there's so many people that I really believe um, that, like, say for instance, Fidel. Fidel knows how to somehow. Develop a system where he's able to just... Isn't he so calm and collective? He, like, like he's, very like the, chill. he's like the Zen master. Yeah. Like, yeah, come in, you know, relax. <laughs> chill. Like, he moves with grace. Even when he's walking, you know? And then... Um, he's, he's a one-man team. Yeah, but his chihuahua got out somehow, somewhat. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we were there, you know, when we were, we were doing... And somehow his chihuahua... Or someone failed to close the door, but his chihuahua got out. I'm like, hey, fitting. Your chihuahua's out. You know, but, we, you know, he was able to get in. But just knowing that little humor stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. But I just want to share with your listeners that it comes to individual responsibility. Individual responsibility has to take into consideration the following. The understanding and level of a person's consciousness. Just because they do not understand where you're coming from doesn't mean they don't want to know. Have the patience to teach because an impatient person cannot teach straight up. Understand that just because a person might not accept where you're coming from doesn't mean they do not understand where it is where you're coming from. Mm. So it has to be 
that Donnie Darko worm that emanates from the chest of you and intermingles with people because that's where things are drawn. And this is the handicap that we're dealing with with this whole COVID. Right now, we're experiencing the pinnacle of the age of Aquarius and we're being prohibited to intermingle with people when this is the most powerful form of human interaction. Because we weren't like that. We're so, like you were talking about earlier, we're so much watching sports and TV, but now yes. we don't have that. We don't listen. Absolutely. Hey, we need to get back to communicating with each other. Correct. Getting to know each other and having that communication that in that social life. Yeah. Because if we can't get that in dinners or restaurants or here, we got to do that on Zoom, social media, or even what doing podcasts. But this is what's awesome about it. It's not removing the power from human communication. In fact, it's strengthening it. Mm -hmm. It's strengthening it because, because we lack the human-to-human -human interaction, we're not lacking the momentum of the consciousness of man. You know, because it is the mind of man that we got to understand, mm -hmm. you know. Um, there's a good book out there that I want to share with people. It's called God in Search of Man. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's not like, it's not directed. It's not kind of doing anything, but that's a really good book. Let me know in books. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and then also Greenlight by freaking Matthew McConaughey. I got that book. Did you hear the episode with Joe Rogan and him? Oh my God. What, dude, that's... That's why I bought the book. Fuck. That book is amazing. That guy's a... That guy's that dude, a, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Hey, okay, right here, right here, right here. Give me right, that right. shit. Give me that hey, shit. Hey, Rufo, what's going on, what's Rufo? Up, what's, what's up, Chef? How you doing? What's up, what's Sorry, up? Sorry, I'm now um, tuning in. We got Martin Moreno from Yo-Yo Podcast. Yes. Slaughter Before Slaughter. We got Boss Lady. We got... Yeah. Boss Lady. We got Tina. We got some people on right now. Yeah. That's but, really cool, man. But you know what? It's all about spreading awareness. Spreading awareness of how important we are as individuals. Individual responsibility goes so far. And I don't know, man. Try not to cry right now. No, 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 no. Let it out, you know? It's just like, you know, there's things that I had to battle in my life that I, it's like, what's really haunting me? It's like... Hey, Tom Bomb, I can't go on your line <laughs> on, a, on a podcast, silly rabbit. You know... But there was stuff that was bothering me. It's like, sometimes it's like, this year it's like, why am I going to let it drag? It's like, move on. It's like, I just have to yeah, end a chapter and start a new it's, chapter. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. a lesson learned. But well, you... here's, here, here's a prime example. The type of work I do, I'm a fire stop technician. I'm responsible for providing fire life safety. There's a lot of individuals out there that might not pay attention and doesn't give no one ever mind. The application of what we're doing is of the utmost importance. Say for instance, if I knew that my um, nephews or my nieces were gonna come to where I'm at right now at Cal State LA, I'm gonna make sure that everything is installed textbook. Yeah, I saw that way, I saw your lives. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you need to do that. If not, then you know, and then you're gonna have people, I mean, I understand that there's project manager relationships, there's boots on the ground relationships. Trust me, if I were the owner of the company, there'd be a lot of people that, <laughs> vamos, you're not doing your job. It's right. weird that when we're doing live, it's like you have to initial your name on it. 
Oh, with the stuff that Yes, you... yeah, I have to. As a technician, I have to write my name, the system, you know, because I'm putting my integrity on the line. So if your shit fuck up, they come after you. Dude, I had to fix two... Hold on. I had to change my vernacular and my demeanor. Mm-hmm. I had to change and fix a lot of um, apprentices' work. Really? Yes, because it was improperly done. And it's not their fault because they were not trained properly. And by them not being trained properly, because of what was going on, first and foremost, if I'm being sent people, I am implementing that they have some level of competence. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to sit you up here. I'm going to sit you up there. This is what's going on. And then all the while, there's no production. I mean, there's production, but there's no proper production. Yeah. Where I had to remove all the material that they did because they didn't follow the, what they call the UL system, the underwriters laboratories when it mm-hmm. comes to a particular fire system. But I want to get into that because... It's kind of not what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just whatever we can do from times like this where, you know, suicide's up, depression's up. You know, I noticed that parents are abandoning their kids because their routine is all fucked up because kids are not at school. They're doing it online. I don't know if you heard this story. This happened in Northern, Northern California in the San Juan, San Juan Vin Valley there was a little boy who was about 11 or 12, 6th uh-huh. grade. He missed his teacher. He missed his class friends and everything and stuff. Parents were parents were working. The sister was older sister was in the other room. He just got fed up because he doesn't like this online school. So when he was doing school online, the teacher was on, whatever the kids, whatever. She told the teacher, I don't I miss you. I can't do this no more. He, I guess his father was a cop who had a gun, got the, co- got the gun, shot himself in the head, right in front of the Zoom from everyone. The teacher, everyone saw. You know what? I will have to say something about that. It's something that we're, we are not entirely in control of, but what we are in control of is the word of mouth of uplifting people, of uplifting the ones that are around us. And I have a friend of mine who is a close friend who lost his son uh, through suicide. No joke. No, it's no joke. It's no joke and it hurts everybody. It hurts everybody from the seed level all the way from the roots to the trunk to the producing of the fruit. In the early stages, uh, Jisco, I had a battle through that. I almost committed suicide like what? I would lie like 10 times. Because I felt like it, I was un, I felt like I was unwanted. Oh, dude, bro! I've had that experience when I was a youngster, and a youngster I would have done it very well, but I didn't. You want to know why? Hmm. I turned on the television, and this is seriously no joke. The Three Stooges were on. When it was Mo, Larry, the Cheese. You know, when Curly was in the in the boxing ring? No, 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 no. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, that shifted my consciousness. Because I knew that the level of humor of the 
human expression is just as vital as anything that we're going through. Yeah. You know, and by simply going through that, we have to make sure that we understand the hidden underlining. The hidden underlining of knowing that we are not perfect. The hidden underlining that we know that we can't be everywhere at once doing everything for everybody. The simple fact that there's people that are fighting more for our people than our own government and our own governor. And I'm going to throw this out there. Know us without you. Citizen Lobby and Andrew Grell's 601 given $601 for people that are in need of this, this funding. And there's just so much stuff that we really need to understand that there's certain capabilities that we all have, we just don't harness them. There's certain things like jumping off the high dive. Like we could all walk off the high dive and walk up into the board and look down and be like, damn, you know? We just need to realize that there's a line behind you. Like, there's no way out. Like, you need to jump. Like, you need to jump because you're not going to walk down this because there's 13 other people climbing up that ladder. Yes. You know, we all need to jump. We all need to, to, to just do it. You got to take that risk. We have to take not only the risk, but we have to take the responsibility in that risk. Jump. Jump. Uncertainty. I understand that uncertainty is mankind's number one nemesis. But in doing that jump, you're able, both me and you and everyone else, is capable of understanding their own weaknesses because it's been tested. And if your weaknesses are not tested, then you have no idea where you need to grow. If, you, if you're tested on your weaknesses, then you know, like say for instance, if you can lift 50 pounds with this arm and 60 pounds with this arm, then you know you need to work out this arm a little bit more. You know, So those are things that we have to kind of, you know, uh, facilitate and ascertain like okay boom 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 if we don't do it then I don't know man it's, it's crazy bro it's, it's... so with all this learning from 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 last year what's your new newly new year's resolution for 2021 my new year's resolution in 2021 is to give my time and my concentration with strangers, initiating conversation with people. If there's people that don't, you know, because we haven't been doing that because social media has developed such a hyper reality that human to human interaction is no longer. I'd rather stop my uh, social media and talk to a person who is on the bus stop, talk to the person who is asking for money on the freeway exit, mm -hmm. stop and talk to people who just are in need of communication. And I've said this before, just imagine if someone smiled at Adolf Hitler at the right time when he was younger. There's power in initiating love and kindness. It would have changed the world. It would have changed the world. Auschwitz would have never happened. You know, things would have changed. You know, people are like, ah, whatever, you know. This I'll, I'll give you an example. If someone gave a good home to Stalin and he, he didn't kill close to 100 million people, you know, it would have it changed that person who yep. he was. Yep, and what happened? And we wouldn't have a communist. Exactly. And what would have happened if the bus driver said, hey, Rosa Parks, you know what? Why don't you sit right here behind me? Take a little view. Boom. 
blown up right there. There's a certain group of people that don't want us to think in that direction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think of, I think about stuff like when you when you get to some deep talks. This is where uh, I'm gonna say this, and you know what? If my followers don't follow me anymore, I'm telling you, because this is about slap and they're fucking naked not ass. Liberals lack liability. Guaranteed. fucking teed. Cheers on that. Liberals lack liability. Cheers. Where's their action? Cheers. Where's your action at? Where's your action? Where's your hard work? Where's your action at? Where's your sweat of your brow at? What what rag of your sweater you're wrapping on? Yeah, I get it. If any little thing that can change. I'm sorry, I went went anger. That was anger. I like that. But I could I I can't allow that to happen. Please forgive me. (laughs) But no, but it, it is what it is. You you're you're speaking your mind and this is what i want from guests to have their minds open but speak your shit talk your shit yeah well because they're complaining about shit but where's their application of responsibility when they're complaining about shit yeah you know what i mean like i'm this is where it's like okay look i have no problem with nobody nobody at all whatsoever i'm just a human being but when i the moment i agree to lump myself in a category of thinking that's where i'm guilty by a why would I have an arbitrary gray cloud above my head? Because this is what's acceptable. But when it comes to people shooting down people with no merit, with no, I mean, you can't pray for muscles. You got to work for them. You know what I mean? And you can't just complain about people arbitrarily without understanding their story. If they made it to, to a level of success, allow them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, bro. I could be wrong. No, no, no. I could be wrong. No, no, no. But it's, you're speaking something that maybe for me is new to me. And maybe oh, for people you, who are Mark. listening, maybe for the people who are listening is new to them. But you're opening up to for who Driscoll Kid is. But it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, in a brighter note, it's like you're speaking from your heart. Absolutely. And that's one thing because... Look, if there's a person that comes up to me and says, hey, Chris, you know what? I heard this podcast that you had with Mega Man. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things I disagreed with you. Do you mind if I share with you stuff? We like that. Well, say, for instance, imagine if that went, imagine, because there was a couple of um, uh, frequencies of, you know, craziness when I gave uh, Billy the platform to explain himself with Carnitas del Momo. Let's talk about that. You know, and basically he came up to me and says, hey, Chris, I need you to help me iron out the wrinkles of confusion. And we talked and about we it. And we did it. Yeah, we did and, it. And, and, I, and I had and Laura then, from LA yes, Topless. and I thought that was dope. I think that they both have a equilibrium of concern, but I just think that the approach was improper it could have happened, but remember, this is just my observation outside after the boom, after the explosion, mm-hmm. because there was an explosion. Yes, there was. And you know, Laura is good. She's great. She's 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 she's, she's, she's great. A, she's, she's, she's a, a character. Cute. She's a cutie. She's a cutie, but yeah. she has a little mouth because when I told her, "Why did you do that for?" He needed to be set as an example. Why is so? So is it is it okay for you to to treat people under so? If this person did something wrong, 
Are you going to call him and say, hey, you shouldn't do it this way? If you don't get your way, you're going to correct him by putting him down and putting his business down and for, for other people to boycott it because he thinks that all lives matter because you, people like you or people like anyone else did not tell him what the term all lives matter yeah, was. he didn't know. And that's why. He didn't know. He didn't know that. And then that's what I said. Okay, you know, that's why me I, and Chewie. That was fucked up on her part. Why well, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say that that was. But why would you, why would you say that to a person? He needs to be made an example. You don't do that. You're crucifying that person. Well, no, no, no. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. And that was the nail that's already been slammed to the, to the wood. Yes. What I would like to at least spring forth out of this is awareness of observation. Never assume. Always make sure that you, because I believe that there was not a proper um, approach. Like, hey, where was the dialogue beforehand? The only dialogue that I know about is that he wanted me, hey, I made a mistake. I need to have you help me educate myself because I had no idea what all lives matter. Honestly, I have no problem with all lives matter. You know the weird thing about it is am I still? shooting? The, am I shooting down the pre-existing plane? Yeah, that's about to take off. No. Yeah. When the weird thing about it is when I was doing my research, I should have done more research. Uh -huh. So when I had her on the podcast, she said, "Yeah, let's talk about Garditas Momos." Yeah, I'm the one who wrote that. I thought it was another person. I didn't know it was her. Oh, really? So it was like it was very shocking. It's like whoa, you know. And that's where okay, okay, okay. And then when we got into some deep conversations, she wanted to shed light on a lot of things. But I just I for for I just feel like why would you make an example out of someone? Well, he he I think what happened was it trickled down, and he was reaching out to her. Yeah, yeah. Well, well look, we're not. We, I can't be responsible for the dialogue between both of them. Exactly. I'm not. That's, exactly. That's, that's, exactly. I, that's something I'm out of. Like I'm like, like the only thing I'm responsible for is that he asked me to help him provide a platform to iron out the wrinkles of what and I think that's see this is where the liberal aspects of non-respect because somehow they speak in absolutes where is there a problem with all life matter we understand that black lives matter we've known that I'm, I've been raised since the freaking 70s we've known that all our lives but now that this has been a platform of a narrative the narrative is where the control factor is now rebooting itself. But when you understand intelligence manipulation and how it works, how it functions, and its purpose, it's doing its job. That's why I don't, I, I don't entertain ignorance. And that's exactly what's happening. So you're gonna tell me, okay, first of all, how many people have read uh, Aldrich Cleaver's Soul and Ice? No one. How many? I have. I quoted that when that was 1994 with Noam Chomsky's manufacturing consent and interweave them together. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power when it's projected properly. Knowledge could be used as a weapon to manipulate the masses. And it's just, I, I just, look, I'm not trying to shut down the BLM movement, but when it comes to having individuals that may not be a part of the BLM. But you heard what happens going on with the mayor. They've been protesting this house for 26 days. They should be. Because he's fucking up. The mayor's fucking up. The mayor's not doing his job. 
Yeah, he's fucking like, well, if you do this, I'm gonna shut down your fucking light and your water. If you have and too that's much not, people, that's not that's they see, and 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 you have to understand what is it that they're trying to produce? Are they trying to produce a civil war? Are they trying to produce a mass riot? Like we have to look at this. We just got done going through Christmas. Yes, a time of fellowship and family, and 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 the awe of of the Christmas spirit. And then I'm telling you, two thousand twenty one. It's going to be a bigger kick in the balls, dude. It's going to be a bigger kick in the balls. And people are... Look, we need to understand there's so many contributing factors that if... Unless... Look, if people don't do their own research and their own studies, we're going to be at the whim of the collective and we're going to follow under the narrative. The news. I mean, finally, I mean, the news is finally now looked at as being truth. Never has... This is amazing. Never will. This they, pro- year, they, they project agendas. Yeah. 2021, this is a make or break. If we don't get from... If we... If we if it's a make or break. Because if we, if we fuck up, the economy is going to fuck up. This, this, oh, I, the book was um, Aldrich Cleaver, Soul on Ice. And the other book was Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky. Yeah, I got some people coming on right now. What's up, what's up? But yeah, like... Sorry if, about that. No, no, it's okay. But if this, if we don't get out of this deep hole for 2021 for this COVID and the economy and all that, man, California, I'm sorry to say, we're fucked. You know what? I'm going to say absolutely that's the fucking truth because people do not want to stand for what's right. You know, we, we all complain, but here's the thing that, that is happening. We have people right now that are fighting for tooth and nail more than Congress, more than our own governor. It's people helping people. It's people doing everything they can to help raise money through either um, Venmo, GoFundMe, and that's where it's at. We need to be, look at, you have the what, the 1% and the 99%? Yep, just imagine if the 99% of us, as humans, as citizens, as Americans, getting, under, getting that leverage, Trust me, if a company loses all its employees, they're not going to work anymore. If we take a stand and, 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 and pick it, like union, like union strong, I think restaurants should unionize. I think all restaurants should unionize. Whatever they can do. But also remember, unemployment is expiring soon. So what's going to happen to all So of is them? Social Security. I'm just... Telling you, up, people who are, who are like, oh, I'm gonna stay home and not work and get unemployment, motherfucker, you broke get a fucking hey, job. You know what? There's, you had there, all there, this fucking time, and you're, uh, your unemployment money is expiring. Very you're welcome, fucking up. Lauren. You're, very on welcome. you're you're on your own, homie. You're on your own. No, I know absolutely. And and here's here's the thing that we need to understand as individuals before we move forward. Understand that we are not perfect. We all take shits. Oh yeah. And it fucking smells. We all need to understand who we are when it comes to human-to-human interaction. Help people. Interact with them. Talk to them. If you have an extra 20 in your pocket and you see someone asking for money, give it to them. Acts of tzedakah. Give it, Give it a little good tithing. You know what I mean? Interact. Trust me. People will be so amazed. Acts, acts of kindness. Buying someone a donut. Buying someone a sandwich. Treating someone to lunch. You know, taking your dad out to breakfast, 
taking your mom out to some dinner, mm-hmm. you know, doing everything you can to help out. You know, there's just, there's just so much that I'm frustrated at the performance of the human psyche right now because it seems that there's so many of the majority of younger people that have no moral compass. Their roots are not deep into the ground where they're easily deep. They might as well be considered weeds in the garden. And I'm going to stand on that. Damn, that's deep. You know, I'm at, no. That's I'm, fucking deep. I'm not moving from that. That's I'm, fucking, I'm standing on that. That's fucking deep. Yeah, dude. They're weeds in the garden. And you know what? A weed can be thrown out and have them come back. Have them reincarnate into a, a different sprout of... They're not deep in. They're not deep in. They're not. They're, 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 the winds, dude... The deepest winds can deroot them. I want to stick around with the people that have roots so deep in the soil that not even the strongest winds can deroot them. Oh, that's deep right there. I'm telling you. That's a lesson learned. That You know what? We're going to end on that because I think in a way, I feel like this episode, we only scratched the surface. And then this is a, this is a deep episode for 2021. It's hey. deep. This is fucking deep. <laughs> well, this is, this is a serving kitchen, intellectual soup. Okay, fellas, ladies, you only got a pee-pee touch. <laughs> no, no. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, dude. Like, hey. But I Chido's just wanna, Mundo. What's up, Chido? Drisco, I just want to say thank you for coming on. We, I got to get you on. Uh, if you're free in February or March, we got to do a part two. Yeah, because, here's we need to do a part because two. Because, I, I mean, because the, the stuff that you're talking about, like, getting to know you is like, just, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless, but I'm shocked, but I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dwelling on this. I'm gonna be thinking on this, and it's like, what can I do to, you know, do my part for 2021? You know, we have to do our own individual part. If we don't do our individual part, it's all gonna fall down. You know, we're only as strong as our weakest link, dude. Yes, yes. So we need to make sure, yo, pal. Hey, bronze, modify. You know, let's solder you down with silver. Yeah. Let's make you stronger. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, it's a accountability. If if there's no accountability, yo, hey, Mega Man, you need to, you know, like, or, or I would, I'd rather have a friend call me out on my shit than allow me to get away with stupid shit. That's true. A f- true friend has accountability. Yo, <laughs> the hell you doing? Get away from her. Don't touch that shit. She'll burn you. Or, or, hey, relax, bro. That's one beer that you don't want to drink right now. You're driving. <laughs> relax. Have a... You know. I don't about these. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not... Hey, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> but I just want to say, man, having these deep co- uh, deep conversations with you, Drisco, and... Dude, I got to get you back on, dude. Oh, for sure, bro. Absolutely. You, and I got to get you on, too. Oh, I, 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 let me know when I'm ready. And do you have any last words or any shout-outs? You know what? I the only thing I have to say with everybody here that's watching live and listening at the later time, um, make make the best of today. Understand that you have the power to change the course of one's destiny, who you interact with. Understand that when you say hi, how are you doing? How's it going? Even if a smile, I mean, it could change. A person's life and keep keep that going because once you understand who you are as an individual and you're gonna obviously understand who it is from the stranger that's right across from you whether it's in a bus stop 
the car next to you, you know, we are all of one mind. Mm. We are all of one, we are, we are all of one people, mm. right? Yes, uh. yes. Uh. I just want to say, uh. just go, uh, 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 uh. we're humping it, dude. <laughs> Someone's gonna get the freak on tonight. Hey, but Drisco, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really, really appreciate this is it. I'm in. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm in the colossal. I am in the. I am in the domain. <laughs> I am. I am in Cambodian town. Cambodian town. Yeah. Yes. We got the beers. I mean, dude, we want to yes. Saint Bernard after this. After this episode. Uh, Saint Bernardus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're we're gonna close up with Saint Bernardus, and maybe we could do a little 15 minute bonus. We, we can do one. Yeah, 50-minute bonus. Oh, a bonus podcast? track. We can do one. Yeah, we'll do a little bonus track. Yeah, First we, ever. 2021. We can do it as a part two. We can do... This will be this will be a, a, an episode for the start of 2021. And say, like, hey, you want a pee-pee touch? You want a tease? This is another bonus one. And it'll be all NC-17 Whatever. Material. Anything you NC-17. want. NC-17. Dude, I'm fucking down. I'm so down. Hey, where can everyone follow you at? Uh, they can follow me at the Driscoll Kid on IG... Um, I'm going to have a really good lineup on the first week of December after the new year on starting on the fourth with nice chefs. Um, Andrew Grohl is going to be a good one from Slapfish Ooh. talking about, you know, his, his product. I and, think there's a guest. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I think there's a, a guest that you need to have on. Who's this? Gil. He is the, he's the, he's the host of the American Cholos. Really? Podcast. There's a lot of people that I really like. Um, the other guy, um, the Sunny. guy from Wilmington. The guy from Wilmington. Tony A? Tony A. Get him on. How is that, dude? I talk to that guy every day. That guy seems really, really cool. Get him on. Oh, and then, you know, we'll talk off air of the little picadillos that was happening. Yeah, we'll talk about that stuff. But try to see, I'll let Gil know and, and see if, if he wants to do your po- Dude, he no, is. No, I'd rather just talk and just do intelligence. like Intelligence? Yes. Hey, he, dude. Nice. Tell him about how he, how he got the name American Chills. I will. I put on my thing and I'm telling you, like, that guy is the man. Gil, like, hearing you, hearing American Chills, Tony A, a lot of different types of podcasts, you made me for who I am. Oh, what? Dude. Hey, man. Mega Man's going through a climactic metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just want to say, Trisco, thank you for coming on the Make Dude, I'm, podcast. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here, bro. I love it, dude. I'm yeah. in Long Beach. We need a podcast. You need to start your own podcast. You're going to help me, and then you'll be my first guest. I got you. I got you. Hear hey, that, people? He's going to be my first guest. Everyone, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please write review on Apple Podcasts, too, for the Mega Man's podcast to claim the rankings. Um, you know, you can follow me on Anchor, uh, Spotify, you know... Uh, what you might call like Apple, Overcast, the whole nine yards coming soon. iHeartRadios. Uh, shout out to my uh, Emiliano, Luna, uh, Gavin, Alex. And I just want to say one last thing. Thank you to Driscoll Kid because we're going to start this 2021 episode uh, with the Big Bang. And uh, we're gonna, we might do a part two, you know, the, the, like a little NC-17, but it's a little teaser, but uh, it's good. Everyone. Hope you like this episode. We're yeah, out. we are out, baby. Out, baby. Woo. Make it a good day, guys. Late.